0: the Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. It's 0, 0600. What's
2: the O stand for? Oh my God, it's
0: early. Wait. Rob Thompson. Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys! I want want some nasty! Rudy J. Cowboys win.
2: How else would you settle this game? How about this
0: Cowboys? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star.
3: Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning, a road edition. Welcome on to the uh well, the first time we've been out in a bit out to SA Card House. He's really yeah, the I'm last Ron. time we were out, wasn't it? The that last time we were out was here. But, no? Was that before training camp? Yeah, well before well training before. camp. Well before training camp. Well come out and join us. The place is open. There's cards being played right now. There is literal poker being played right now around the corner uh we're gonna be here till 10 o'clock uh, hopefully the chef arrives beforehand i'm planning on a fine breakfast come out and join us we're gonna be here all morning long i, I did text foster last night and said hey best friend literally i said best friend in the whole
4: wide world are you gonna have one of your chefs come in early? he said he would we'll see
3: last time breakfast was quite good
4: and It was fantastic. Hey, when they even got Shelton to eat, and he never
3: eats. Truth. So uh, we'll be here all morning long. All kinds <laughs> of stuff going on this weekend. I walk in the front door. I got a a a, a couple of cars that are it says win me on them. I'd like to win them. I like yeah. the blue one. Personally. You got to play to get the pay, Rob. Yeah. Well, that's the problem.
4: Um, <laughs> I don't think you could last the fifty hours to get the see, one raffle.
3: Is that? It's about time played. Right? <laughs> it's, it's about time it's, played. It's, man. it's not about winnings.
4: You just got to be there you're you playing to get that. You know, this way you can get more raffle tickets but these some of these people literally i have a literally have a friend that that is his job that's he comes to play he comes here and he plays all day that's his, his job left a really good job at the bank to become a professional poker player now that's living life when you say you know what screw you bank screw you i'm gonna play poker for the rest of my life and i'm gonna wake up and be happy every day which means
3: he's probably a uh, single
4: no, he's married with children. He's
3: a very understanding wife. His wife is super cool about it. Very understanding. I'm not sure my wife would allow such things.
4: Yeah, yeah she would.
3: No, no, no. Put on your big boy pants. Uh huh. Uh huh. You see, I got my <laughs> SA card house
4: hat on. Where's yours? Oh, you got flowing locks today. I, um, you haven't had a haircut since
3: Oxnard, have you? I haven't had a haircut, and I'm boycotting the haircut. I'm going. Oh. I'm going crazy, man. What's it wrong d- with you? I, I just I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've I've given up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for haircuts. I can uh, do it. I'm just gonna yeah. You see, you can do it. Why no, I'm I? saying I can cut your hair for you. Sure. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna pay anybody. But I'm gonna give you a high fade. I've had. I'm see, I'm not the- doing that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the edge up. I'm gonna fade it on the sides. You know, you see a guy my age with gray hair and it gets a little long. You, you realize he doesn't give an f i doesn't care if you really i don't want don't, people to look at me he does not I, care. I will not
4: say you don't care until i see you in a pair of crocs or a pair of hey dudes until then you care no
3: it's not about that it's i want people to think that i mean this dude could go off no.
4: I, I want i want to we just think you never left the 80s well that's kind of maybe it <laughs> we don't that think you're crazy it. we're just like oh man he never left. he never came with the top you know
3: jerry <laughs> Seinfeld has a joke that every man reaches a level where they felt the most comfortable in their clothes and that's where they stay you know um, what? They kind of I, stayed you know that right that, there.
4: I, you bring up Seinfeld a lot. That's the first one. Like I really, really agree with. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you I, hit that point. Mid nineties is like, about there's my some plateau. That, yeah, there's some things that I'm not letting. Like the ankle socks, I'm not letting my no shows go. Like I know the tubes are in. in no, in I'm not style. gonna do that. If, I, if you see me in tubes that I haven't washed, you know? <laughs> well, I don't even own any. I mean, no, I have I have, an, I have. Well, I mean, you're talking about with stripes? Not with stripes. <laughs>
3: Hell no. It's ones that come up to about your mid, uh, almost to your calf. Oh, I have a couple pairs. of Those when yeah. it's cold, but not the uh, I, I reached the level. It's about mid nineties. I, I liked it there, so I'm staying. Me too. I mean, what does it matter? Well, if, no, no, if, I, I'm not. I didn't bring everything from
4: the mid nineties with me.
3: Oh, I still. I I got. Uh, I'm wearing my. You don't have a jersey. Oh, I got jerseys. I actually have a. <laughs> I was cleaning up my closet. And we were talking about jersey mistakes. I have a stack of jersey mistakes that. Yeah, you have a Josh Primo jersey. Why I have don't a Josh tell Primo jersey I'm that? quite proud of. It. Yes. Um, I, me and his uh, his mother, I think, are the only two that still actually have a real Josh Primo jersey. I have Is one of those. Is he going to get back in the NBA? Yeah. You when? Know, well, I mean, there's always a second act.
4: I mean, he's got to stay on his game and stop hanging a It just brain, goes to but, show that he's not. he wasn't talented enough. Because if he was uber talented, he'd have had a job already. Well. We heard
3: some. We ended up hearing some stories that it was far worse. Oh, it was worse than what we. What we. Wrote. Well, it, the, the, this, this is rumor and innuendo. Okay. And you and I Allegedly, were both. Allegedly. You reportedly. and I were both in the same conversation with a good friend of ours in a city that I won't discuss. Oh yes. And yes, it yes, turns yes, yes, out yes, that yes. there might have been uh, a lot more signs and signals around the league than we were led to believe. Got you. Oh, we'll, we'll just leave okay. that. I'll leave that. But that that's rumor and innuendo. It's in the wind, and it doesn't matter. Let's talk pancakes. Let's talk I'm pancakes. I'm uncomfortable. Well, I want some pancakes, but the chef isn't here. Lots of news coming out of Dallas we're going to talk today. Uh, we'll, they took over yesterday. What do you mean a lot I mean, my gosh. Brandon it was Cooks a... and Sam Williams and DeMarcus Ware
4: and Jimmy Johnson and
3: uh, oh, De- Sam Micah, Williams.
4: Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and Jake Ferguson. Dallas took over football yesterday and, you know,
3: Jonathan Taylor and Trey Lance. Which there's good and bad news and all that. So we're going to cover all of it. We also talked yesterday about uh, tendencies. How, as we come Intel, into the Intel, Rob. Get it right. Intel. And, and how, uh, you know, your tape follows you. So, what do we know? About Mike McCarthy, up to and leading into the season of him playing calls. Very interesting numbers. Some stats regarding 30% of thumb things we would have thought would have been 50 to 60%. Things that were behind the scenes that you might go, hmm. Interesting scenario we've got ourselves coming into. So we're going to give you some updates, some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff on how the Cowboys have been scouted, I would assume. Because what we'll talk about, I am sure, has been discussed in locker rooms that have gone against the Cowboys from here on in. And don't forget, uh, the game coming up on Saturday. Catch it right here. Um, we get going pregame roughly 20 hours before kickoff. <laughs> Don't confuse people, Rob. And <laughs> no, we'll get the kickoffs at 7. You've got to remember,
4: sports talk radio listeners, sometimes they're a little slow. Uh, so okay. you got to be serious because we, they'll be like, well, Rob said it starts 20 hours ahead. Well, i was tune like in to, Friday at 5 uh, p.m.
3: What I was trying to do in a very <laughs> ham-handed way was to brag about, about the coverage that you get for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. Because your pregame gets going at 6.
4: This, 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 whatever spreadsheet you're looking at on your laptop is giving me anxiety.
3: See, um, maybe
4: you've been looking at it for years, but I would be frustrated looking
3: at that. Well, there's a variety of, yeah, it, it's nuts. It's color coded. Well, like, it's, it's like Mike McCarthy's play calling yeah, sheet. Yeah, this looks very much like Mike McCarthy's play calling sheet. <laughs> it and much like Mike McCarthy, I'm confused most of the times okay. I look at it. There's, Wait a minute, is, was that a shot? I did you see him? Was the other that a night? shot the other night? When, he, when I forget what quarterback came off, and he kept flipping it back and forth like he was trying to find the. He well, like, he well, was trying to. Where's find my third and two play? Is he that mauve to, or pink? Which one is? Pink? He was trying to find the Will Griss section.
4: <laughs> the Will Griss section is very small because he's terrible. <laughs> well, he kept going back and forth, looking like I'm looking for the third and one <laughs> box. See, Which one is that one? You see, when you like when Will Grick gets in the game, it's a small <laughs> green box with seven plays. That's about all his and West Virginia. Buttons, none of man. them
3: involve throwing an interception at the goal line. Exactly. But apart from that, uh, the yeah, my, it, the reason for this, Rudy, is a lot of people think that I need to have their schedule. And you the do. fact is,
4: you're you're the you're the quarterback
3: of this I, I, show. I, I know. So people send well, stuff to me that I don't need to see, and it ends up all of them being in the same place at the same time. They don't realize, like, dude, if you're there, I'm probably there too. So you don't need True to send me your sketch. True that. So I, I have a lot of stuff there, but you know I'm important like that. It's like if you look at a busy calendar or, and a guy with a whole bunch of keys. That man, no. That's, that, that's a guy with a importance. whole bunch of
4: keys is normally a janitor. The, well, that's a man that, the <laughs> most
3: important. Well, that's the most important dude in the
4: building. Trust it me. Is. Um, finally, Rob, you know I like when it's sad, and and I'll, and I'll admit it, I like when a guy that's damn near perfect finally gets in trouble. And Brandon Cooks has been perfect. He's a great teammate. He's here early. He stays late. He's helped develop Jalen Tolbert. Every coach I've talked to has nothing but great things to say about Brandon Cooks. Well, that guy, the teacher's pet, the guy that writes people's names on the board when the teacher leaves the room for a little bit, finally got his hand slapped with the ruler. And I'm happy about it because I like when those guys
3: get well, in trouble. Uh, <laughs> the, the, well, here's the thing that about Yesterday. The dichotomy of issues that, that Jerry had to deal with. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you have kids, they're, you know, they get in trouble for different reasons. You got Sam Williams on one end. He's maturing, but we're you know growth is What's incremental. That, thirty-four points, thirty-four he's, he's, miles know, an hour lower. There is the, and then you got the other kid, the other player. It's like the other player got in trouble for checking out too many library books. Right. You're, you're mad at your kid for studying too late. Right. Brandon Cooks, all he was doing was flying his own airplane. All he was doing with Micah Parsons I in agree, it. I agree, but at the <laughs> end of the day, you go, I'm judging, t- I have two problems here. I have one, a young player who repeatedly gets in trouble. Then I have a well respected player playing an airplane, which is pretty freaking awesome on uh, its own. I, and he's taking my star player up. I, I I can't be too mad at you today. Well,
4: one Just guy. Just give me the keys. One, one guy is speeding with a gun. Yes. That's a Texan. Yes. <laughs> And That's burned. what we do in Texas. We drive fast and we have guns. That's what you... You know what I mean? What, isn't that normal? Isn't that par for the course? You get a truck, you get a
3: gun, well, I think he's in and a Corvette. you drive fast. Wasn't he in oh, a Corvette? Was it, was it I, a vet? Because I, I think this is a brand new car. Now, I, the reason I say it. that is I saw on social, I th- on Insta, there was him standing next to a vet. And it wasn't his tweet or x or whatever we're calling it yeah, 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 gotcha. uh it was the car dealer in mississippi that mm. he had bought the vet from and i saw that floating around on sunday or monday night so i don't know how recently he got this nice corvette mm-hmm. but uh, i get the feeling he was in it when he was pulled over on gotcha. Sunday. and if you're just joining us he had a gun uh had some weed uh was doing 66 and what a 34 or a um, sixty six and a sixty. Oh, the C? No, I, mean, I don't know. No, 66 he was no, he a got no he, it was sixty six and sixty. No, it
4: was that. But you know what it bothers me about the story, Rob? When I think control substance, I think the worst things of all time. I think, oh yeah. I think fentanyl. I think heroin. I think cocaine. The last thing I'm thinking is vape pen like so vape Pink is the label of control substance so right. i have a friend that's help me an, understand uh, well, you my a friend
3: and that's an attorney in okay. a different in a different town i don't I don't want to talk no, about that no no that's cool that's cool and he was saying you know it, it's a college town that might not be the one you think i'm talking about <laughs> or it might very well be i'm not going to get into <laughs> okay. where but he was saying you know all these kids up here rolling around that, i got some clients that get bop pop for you know a, an ounce of a weed and it's flower flour. Yeah. and they're going home they they go, go home they get a ticket I got other kids that get popped with a with a vape pen and the DA there views it as a concentrate. It's a worse crime, even though to anybody who's been involved with it will say what's the These high schools are the same way. High schools are
4: cracking down big time. They should on vape pins. That's
3: the, the there's I have an issue with that. So I think that there's some uh I think it's interesting how DAs apply the law.
4: But when I, 'cause see, when I first saw, it, I said, "Oh my God, a controlled substance." Yeah. And then I'm on with pleasure yesterday on next year, and he said, "Yeah, it was a THC, it was a vape pen, pretty much." I was like, "Man, controlled substance." Okay. I guess sometimes they don't put. How those, far away? How no, fa- that's like crazy. How me. far away was he from the star? I don't know. It was like four in the morning. Oh, um, it was four a.m. He was leaving a uh, booty. Oh, okay, there we go. Was, he was. He had. He had to go by and check up on a little something. It's imp- incremental growth, man incremental growth and jerry doesn't give a damn he let us know that he's like it's a translation jerry's letting us know that they feel they're high on sam williams <laughs> yeah. no pun intended
3: <laughs> it was uh it in hindsight the joke is really funny it is when but he said it it felt like it fell flat on the floor like clank
4: well see the thing is in him being the biggest cowboy hater on this station Pledger on extra energy yesterday goes, We're coming off of Henry Ruggs. He was doing he was speeding when Henry Ruggs just killed someone in the car. I was like, James, Sam Williams didn't kill anybody. He didn't get a DUI. Like, why are we why is this a correlation to Henry Ruggs? This is your cowboy hate is hanging. I couldn't believe he
3: went there. <laughs> and he's doing better. He's doing better. I mean, all we can ask from anybody is consistent incremental growth. Yep. And he's driving slower he wasn't currently at that moment intoxicated with any substance at, at that least moment. not by the accusations that i've seen how do you know if someone's high
4: off of a vape pen how do you know if they're under the influence of a Comps vape pen know. They, 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 they do know. Oh, have you seen the new commercials out now uh-uh.
3: they they have a new uh uh commercial um, um, one of the you know um what Dare? It's not dare, but it's one of those. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's a—they show you look—it's a first-person view. So this person's walking, and people are looking at him like, "I can tell." Oh, people, on. I can tell, mom, I can tell, you've been driving high. No can one can tell, tell you're. You, no they, one can tell the gummies kicked in except you. They are—they're uh, <laughs> capitalizing on the. Uh, um, the paranoia. Oh, gotcha. Uh, they can tell. They can tell when you they got can got that, that anxiety look. They The anxiety look. The very look that Jerry Jones gets when he gets a call at 4.15 in the morning. What we have to talk about in the coming up is the Cowboys in a lot of different ways. They will look at the positive side. We'll hear from uh, Micah Parsons and... uh Uh, Who else told us what a great season will look like? What a successful season. That was Trayvon. That's Trayvon. We're going to hear from them talking about it. We're going to look at Mike McCarthy's tendencies, at least as to how he has called plays in the past. We're going to do that at 730. But coming around the corner, we're looking at the good and the bad of the Dallas Cowboys. The police report and the ring of honor both made news at the same time, and we'll do it next. Dallas Cowboys right here because that's what we do. You're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minnick's here from the Blitz coming up at 2 o'clock. We're going to talk Houston Texans football with John McClain at 5 15. We'll talk a little about CJ Stroud and what the Texans are looking for before naming him a starter. And of course, more on the Dallas Cowboys and the Ring of Honor. d Where is is in. What about Jimmy Johnson? Hey, Rob, when is he getting into the Ring of Honor? While you're alive?
1: While I'm alive?
3: Uh, this is R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. We're sitting comfortably at the uh, SA Card House on on Bitters and 281. And believe it or not, they're open. You want to come play? Come on out. Uh, we're going to be out here until 10 o'clock. The kitchen's going to be open soon. Have breakfast with R&R because we're going to be here eating and uh, checking out a beautiful, uh, it's going to be a good day of sports and cards. There's cars to be won out front. Uh, come and see them. There's a 2023 Ram and a 2023 Challenger. That's a Challenger. It's got there's some initials on the back of that challenge. Yeah, this is too, all so. for their
4: six year anniversary. That's going to run through September 30th. Hot seats and time played, and yeah, really good time out here. And that's one of those 24 hour breakfast spots, Rob. So if it's like six in the afternoon and you're like, you know what, I could use some French toast. Some uh, I'm a breakfast all day type of go- type of cat. Do you do the the
3: uh, the Brinner?
4: Yeah. Sometimes, like once in a while, not a, not often. See, my specialty. My family hates like American breakfast. Like my family is not a pancake. egg. Oh, really? Family. No, they're all they're either, they're either breakfast tacos or barbacoa, and that includes my little girls. They're not big like. Oh, they're I, not big French toast pancake eaters type of family, so I, I make I get, a big.
3: I, I get screwed. Ah, man, I make a big breakfast like that once a weekend. Yeah, see I, my family,
4: they don't want that. They just want a taco or a barbecue.
3: So last weekend I saw this thing. I don't know where I saw it. Probably on, on Insta. I don't know. One of the food channels. <laughs> um, they, they, I saw it, just a video of this dude that he made. Uh, he took a waffle maker, like a big Belgian waffle maker. Yeah, and he bought Texas toast. Mm-hmm. And he made the text- He took the Texas toast and made it like he was making French toast. Made the eggs and dipped it in there, and then he put the bread in the waffle maker and he cooked it like a waffle. Came out nice. looks just like a waffle. Nice. I thought I would try that.
4: I've seen a uh, no. It's, don't, it didn't don't, work. Don't take your time. I've seen the uh, where you kind of make the sausage patty already on the skillet and then. You pour the batter into the waffle maker with the sausage in between, and you kind of I've make your a I've done that. Magretta. That's good. That, now, yeah, that actually,
3: actually kind of works. Yeah, that works. But it that takes so good. long. I can just fry and make and stack, and, and the difference stack, is yeah. nominal. There's no <laughs> difference other than how it looks. The flavor is exactly but the it's, same. But for Instagram, it made a good video. Yeah, it makes for it great, makes great video. video. <laughs> you know what? I, I've been doing that all my life, and I can do it faster. But those kind of things. It's all about the gram, Rob. It is about the gram. It's about the gram. You know that. <laughs> You've been doing videos on TikTok. I, I have. <laughs> You've been ticky yeah, man. I'm proud of them, too. Yeah. The the blotter you know, was full over the world. What's oh. that, the police the blotter? The police blotter. And you oh. wonder why Jerry invests all this money on going to Oxnard and getting his guys someplace. It's because of this. It's because of Sam Williams on Sunday. At least for a month, Jerry can get his guys all in one place on an island for all intents. And make sure none of this crap happens till at least the end of training camp. Yeah. So Sam Williams gets pulled over on Sunday night, about four a.m. somewhere now, somewhere around there. Speeding with vape pen and a gat. And a gun, which I, th- I thought this was Texas. What exactly was he guess, was wrong well, with his gun? I was
4: I was told by the lawyer that it is James Pledgers because it was concealed and hit. I don't. This know. is what, you, what I is,
3: don't know, Rob. I, this I come to you for law. Well, I don't know exactly what they're charging him with, but in Texas, I can walk around with a gun <laughs> slung around my neck. I don't I mean unless you <laughs> I tell me I, I can't use that's it. That's what I thought. So that's I don't what know. I said now there might be something to do with a previous charge that he had to abide by. I don't know exactly. See, this is but, the
4: problem with SEC players. this is what happens when you're
3: in the sec them sec they're ballers but they stay in trouble you know we're lighthearted about this and it is an offense that we do need to be concerned about because there has been a pattern this isn't the first time the kid's been in trouble there was a speeding issue a a car accident a year ago there was an incident while he was at in at school uh uh, uh, there were charges were dropped in a sexual battery case so there is a pattern now what you know, how we can put that together, I don't know. I mean, they've been in different instances, different times. I We had a chance to, to sit and talk with him. Um, I love this story. And, and, I didn't know his story. Yeah, I mean, the kid came up hard. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, he was he didn't start playing football until he was a senior in high school. He and, was a hooper. And, and it took him to where he is today. Right. And he's still learning the game. You can tell he's a young man. Now, your attitude toward what he did can be yours. Uh, but wait do you hear Jerry's attitude is entirely different. Let's hear from Jerry as he was asked about his young linebacker according to uh, his time
4: and I do
2: have all the details and uh uh, if it isn't a public record but I uh, do have all of the details and uh uh, uh, there are some lessons to be learned there for everybody really a he hit a he hit the wrong combination of things and uh, uh we know that some of that wouldn't have been the measure it was or notice it was but he had another part of it and we know you had those two together Well, um, uh, my attorney had to find that out. What was he going, 66? Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66. 98 to 66, so that's improvement.
3: Uh, What he is talking about is he was involved in a car crash December the 22nd of uh, this uh, last year and was cited for reckless driving by Plano police, who subsequently said he was traveling 98 miles an hour in a 55. Now,
4: I'm reading this. It's on the Internet, so it's true. (laughs) September 21, made it legal in Texas for most people over 21 or over to carry a handgun in a holster without a permit, both openly and or concealed this law modify the previous open carry law from 2016. So whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, look, I... I'll be walking around seeing the guy, you know, the
3: guy that got, wants to show the whole world he has his gun. Well, so we're kind of hung don't. up on the gun thing, Because yeah. I, 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 I don't—I mean, it's a misdemeanor, speed. according it's, to Clarence Hill. The, whatever they're getting him on the gun was a misdemeanor anyway. Okay. So, uh, whatever he did, I that there was something illegal yeah. that he did with it, and, but a misdemeanor—it's a ticket. So, but <laughs> the end of the day, Jerry took it a lot like uh, Jerry I think took a lot it like we do.
4: taking it, like oh, he was speeding and he had a gun. Cool. Is he going to get ten sacks? Well, is he? Do, is am I going to be able to cut Demarcus Lawrence? And fill in with Sam Williams is the way Jerry's taking
3: it. Well, the, the concern now is what's the NFL going to do? Because we do have a pattern. Uh, and I do believe that the NFL is going to What's a pattern. Have- uh, we had uh, on December, December, the 22nd, he was cited for reckless driving 98 and a 55 An eyewitness had called 911 to say he was speeding, running a red light and weaving between the lanes that happened. Then during his college career, Williams was suspended at Ole Miss ahead of the 2020 season after he was charged with sexual battery. Now he was reinstated in September of that year after the charges were dropped. So what I'm getting at is. This is one of those things that, on its own, one time, that makes, you know, eh, you know fix yourself. We've got some talking so to do, and else? you're going to pay a price. But as far as the NFL, we're only talking about the two-speeding. Yes, but okay. I do think the NFL sees this now. He is on the radar, and the last thing you want to be is on the radar with the NFL, especially if you're a Dallas Cowboy. It seems like they come down kind of hard on Cowboys, and Jerry's uh, Father Flanagan, uh, uh, you know, kind of idea about wayward kind of guys. So, I don't think he's in imminent trouble, but Sam's going to have to walk a fine line or a suspension will come. It, it's, you've got two strikes now. Alcohol, weed, and now guns. Where was the alcohol? Well, uh, he didn't get alcohol. It was okay, a, yeah, no, I was that, like, where's the alcohol? No, no, not in the alcohol, I'm sorry. Okay. 98 and the 55. Gotcha. Nothing to see here. Well. Moving on. What do you take about his attitude about the. About what? The way he kind of went at it, because he's, he's taking some flack. Some, you're not taking this serious enough. Who, oh, Jerry or Sam? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I mean, Jerry.
4: I. I, I don't care. I mean, I, am, I suppo- am I supposed to? Am I supposed to be mad that he was speeding and he had a gun and a vape pen? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean. I don't, I don't do too well with fake outrage and I know
3: you're not outraged about it, Rob. So I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying you are, but but he's getting snapped back and you kind of go in the grand scheme of things. This on itself is not a big deal, but this is the second time in a year. Yeah, I got you. Now it's time to maybe consider we've been too
4: light on this. Yeah, just get a driver, get the kid a driver and give me 10 sacks. There you
3: go. Well, first thing has to happen is 10 sacks.
4: If you get the 10 sacks, I'll forget about it.
3: <laughs> hey, that's the rough news. Let's get to the good news. At least if you're a D Ware fan, Double J, you can sit and watch, my friend. It ain't happening wow. anytime soon. Jerry talks about the ring of honor and the rightful entrance of DeMarcus Ware and the hold on and wait attitude for Jammy, We talked to Jerry in training camp about this. We're going to hit it again next. Hold on. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the
0: Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on one San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good
3: morning to top of the morning to all. It's R and R in the morning, live and in color from San Antonio's beautiful card house, SA Card House. Right, it's living color, baby. Last I thought. checked, white's a color. White's a color. Uh, that's the baby. It's a color. The the baby it's a, I have a crayon that says white <laughs> in my box. It's useless. I have it. I don't have black paper. I have white paper. I my have, white crayon don't I, work. I have.
4: Um, I can buy black Lamborghini, so black is a color. Yes, it's so all just, colors.
3: Right? Isn't that the, the totality of things? Isn't that white the photo negative, colors, the yin and the yang of white the universe? And colors? What? Our white and black colors. Well, we could get into the esoteric thoughts of colors. I I, I I don't know. Like I said, I got a crayon that says it. It's a color. I had to go 64 or better, though. (laughs) With that 32, you get left out. Uh, In about 10 minutes, we're talking about my new personal hero. His name is Brett Yormark, and he has got money coming to the Tech Fan Club. We'll tell you what that means in a few. But good news coming to the DeMarcus Ware family. Uh, Just the last of what what, what has been a uh, fruitful and wonderful career. Uh, that was that Jerry allowed to uh, uh, finish with a ring. Uh, all things great and all things done with. Really, what is a great guy? I mean, Demarcus Ware is one of the better dudes I've ever met in the NFL, and. Uh, It's fast because uh, we couldn't do it faster. I think, (laughs) if we could, you know what I mean. The thing about it is, it's been
4: a while since somebody with a Super Bowl ring has been in. Oh yeah, oh hey. Uh, (laughs) that was pretty quick. No, because before you know, we did the segment. um, Sheldon was asking, "Is Drew Pearson in?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course." And then we went and looked back, and he didn't get in until 2011. And you think about how long it takes some guys before Jerry kind of lets you in. And it's like, damn, this is pretty quick for d Ware, But, you know, Jerry talked about how, look, this was his weekend. I wanted to hurry up and get him in there.
3: Let's hear it. With uh,
2: the Hall of Fame and the recognition that uh, goes with that or the attention that goes with that, this is Demarcus's year. This is his year. And the Cowboys want to, in any way we can, be a part of this year. And uh, uh, this is as much, let me tell you something, the Dallas Cowboys are are as grateful and benefiting from him being in the Ring of Honor as he feels about being in the Ring of Honor. This is great for the Dallas Cowboys and our fans. And uh, I say that unabashedly. If we can add anybody else to it that has the makeup that we're talking about right here, then that would really be special for the Ring of Honor. I emphasize player I emphasize ambassador, I emphasize future, and more importantly, I emphasize the person.
3: Jerry Jones yesterday speaking to his brand new entrant into the ring of honor, DeMarcus Ware. Now, obviously, the elephant the in next the room question, is the there? haircut, right. is uh, Jimmy Johnson. Now, we talked to him back in training camp, and what I, uh, and to Jerry, as uh, we call him now, um, and Mr. we we asked him this question, and what I remember taking away from this from him was when Textram told him about the you know the ring of honor. Textram told him, "Look, don't get a committee. That's right. This is you. That's right. This is your decision, and you and and make sure that no, you don't listen to anybody other thing. This is your idea, and with that in mind, still no, Jerry, Jimmy, and no, Jimmy. Some of the things he just said about where, about why he's in." Is it about why Jimmy's not in? He said the person, the person. So Jimmy, I I mean, I've never,
4: I've never heard anybody outside of Jerry say Jimmy's a bad person. I'm just trying to figure out to this day, other than ego. I think, I think the more we talk about it, the more Jerry digs his heels in. You know, when you're Jerry Jones, Jerry, let me put it, Jerry freaking Jones, the last thing you're going to do is be pushed into a corner by anybody. I don't care if it's Cowboy fan. I don't care if it's whoever. Now, who I have a beef with, Rob, and I said this yesterday on Extra Innings, why aren't the triplets standing at the top of the mountain screaming for this? Why Why don't they have Jimmy's back like we do? Why don't they have Jimmy's back like the the fans do? Like, the triplets, like, why not? You know, we've seen guys distance themselves from organizations for whatever reason. Like, y'all were all in the foxhole together. Jimmy came and got each and every one of you. He went and got Emmett, He went and got Troy. He went and got Michael Irvin. No, he didn't get Michael. He didn't get Michael? No. Uh, Michael he, was already Michael there? Michael
3: was drafted by Tom Landry.
4: In fact, Jimmy tried to trade Well, they cried. They all cried when Jimmy got in. Why aren't the, the triplets don't bite their tongue when it comes to the Cowboys' missteps? They don't bite their tongue when it comes to Jason Garrett. They don't bite their tongue when they come up short in the playoffs. But I can't find one of them at the rooftop screaming for Jimmy? Why not? He did leave. I'm just asking the question. Well, why he did why, leave. Don't, why don't the triplets give a damn like we do? He climbed out of that foxhole. He left. I, now, whether he was fired so or – So then if then by that case, then you shouldn't want him in. Emmett Smith left, I'm, Smith left too. left too. <laughs>
3: you That's know, I do find <laughs> it interesting. And what does that tell you about the relationship? I I, I don't know – the triplets need to be
4: heading this this charge. Like Jerry, do get I'm not you know what, Rob, they probably have had conversations with Jerry behind well, the closed I doors. You that. But what I'm saying is say it out loud. You talk about when we suck out loud. Well, what makes go you go to Bath for Jimmy like, out loud.
3: Well, why aren't they? Michael Irvin, if he did that and he crossed Jerry, he might not get to do the fire up video. I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm trying right. Troy has they, they Troy all cried this.
4: on national TV when Jimmy went, got when they went and told Jimmy that he was getting in. He cried. Would well, they go and cry for him to get in the Ring of Honor? Why would we care more than those guys do? Is what I'm saying. If Michael Troy and Emmett don't care, then why should Rudy? Because he did win. But I'm saying he, the he dogs he it. won with aren't as upset as we
3: are. Not publicly, anyway. You know, you bring up something I, I I cannot imagine that they're not all in for him coming in, but yet we have never heard from them. I've, no one's ever brought this up. Like, why aren't his guys promoting well, is it, this?
4: I mean, you. How many times have you interviewed Charles Haley? A oh, million. Yeah. Why <laughs> Haley? Dion can't. Dion goes everywhere with the camera. Dion. Ain't, nobody. Nobody. Nobody from those Jimmy teams got anything to say. Y'all are cool with this. I think, so then I am.
3: I, I think that's the way we have to take this. I'd never put it in that perspective. But if his own guys aren't standing front and center to get him in. Well, then, well R&R can't be at well, the front line. But you what know, I, I want to say is I get the sense, and I have no verification Yeah, me, I, have I, none I have either. no idea. But I get the sense that Jerry said the one thing you cannot talk about. <laughs> nah, you no. Know, or but, at least they know by the way he talks. Like the third rail, if you want to get excommunicated right. from the star, is bring up me putting jimmy in i'll do it when i want to be. i i guarantee
4: i can google and find some comments from these guys that, that jimmy should be in but what i'm saying is it's not as loud as it should be i know they've I, there's somebody they've all done ten thousand interviews there's some somewhere, somewhere where they were yeah you know he should be in but don't whisper
3: Jerry gonna be Jerry, I guess. After twenty five years, tell him like what you know, to do. You what, know man, that. I ain't gonna bring it up because he ain't gonna listen to me, and if he does, he's gonna get mad, and I'm gonna lose my gig. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to lose whatever I've got with a star. Right. Hey, we're gonna continue talking this. The NFL gumbo is popping. We're gonna talk yes, Jonathan Taylor and a variety of other player movement and injuries as we got games tonight and all weekend long. But coming up, Brent, you're Mark. You're my new personal hero. You're gonna hear why next. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinigle here. Coming up on The Blitz, we're going to
0: visit with the general, John McClain. He'll join us at 515. Why has C.J. Stroud still not been named the starter for the regular season, Game 1? And we'll talk more about the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. DeMarcus Ware in, Jimmy Johnson not, why not? Hey, Rob, why you want to hurt my feelings leaving my readers over here? I gave them to you as a gift.
3: Thanks, Joe. It's R&R. Well, well Joe thanks. doesn't need them
4: anymore. Well, he doesn't need them anymore, but Joe was legally blind.
3: Yes. So, Joe, I use those sun, <laughs> the, those, uh, those uh, readers. You call them readers? I call them magnifying glasses. No, I, I set ants right. on fire outside with yeah, them. <laughs> Those things... Those things, were they're bulletproof. Dude,
4: That's I, how thick those glasses were. They're like a bulletproof lens Joe was walking around in.
3: So uh, the, all credit due to your current eye doctor because you came a long way, baby. So it, when, <laughs> now the, the, we have the full NBA schedule, the full Spurs schedule on the wall next to where Joe and I sit in our studio. And yeah. it's about a foot, to, or two or three feet to my left where I'm sitting. When I turn, all I see is a white piece of paper with black lines. Uh, if he sees the games and the dates, Mazel tov, man, it works. Uh, Brett Yarmark, the uh, current Big Twelve commissioner and future president of all things great, uh, in, yesterday was speaking. He was in he was in Lubbock. He's in Lubbock, right? Who was he talking to? It was big Twelve. I, but uh, I think, I the think big there big was, three three was the three gathering three. in Lubbock. Well, he is talking about the very last game that the University uh, Tech uh, fan club. There we go, talking to the Tech fan club. So, you know, he's preaching to the choir. Yeah, so he uh, talked about the last game that Texas will play in the Big 12 and what side he's going to be on.
0: In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? Wow. And, Coach, shot. I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay. And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year.
3: There you go, Brett Yormark, commissioner of the Big 12, calling out the tech people. Take them care of business, man. Say goodbye to Texas the right way. <laughs> yeah, y'all better take care. He said we got the say of, but that was funny. That was all funny.
4: You know, I liked it. He's but pretty- him saying we got Texas and OU out of here early, that was important for us. Well, like in other words, like you don't want to be here. We don't want you here. We don't want you waiting around. We ain't gonna make you do no non-compete. Get the hell up out of here. I think that's exactly
3: it. I think your <laughs> uh, has, t- has said earlier. I, I like think one em. of the, the the great benefits that he saw from this early expansion. Remember, Big 12 was the first to jump on this for the most part. Mm -hmm. They really started adding and talking a couple of years back as they knew something was up. So he said, you know, we struck first and we struck best. So the best thing that we could have done was push them out to let everybody know that there's room and we're open for business. But but can
4: a guy – how do you feel about a guy that, you know, has no Big 12 ties, no football ties, trying to act like he's Mr. Big 12? Like get him make sure you beat them on the way out. You got to I guess you have to do that as the commissioner, right? Even yes. if you just got
3: there? Uh, I think that there's a lot of guys that can run a good company that never do what they're doing. True. I mean, there, there's <laughs> there's an art true. form. Brett Yormark, you're no, perfect. He's perfect. This guy this is the job. perfect. He's batting he's batting about 350 given the situation yeah. that he found himself. The, right. the you know, not too many commissioners could have come in and been su- even mildly successful losing a the, the University of Texas and OU. I mean, you're losing one program in Texas that has the largest athletic budget of any school in the country. Right. And you're losing that. And he said, make sure you beat them on the way out. So, way to go. Guns up, Brett mark, You're doing exactly what Guns you need up. to do. Guns <laughs> up. I forgot I, you, I were I you were I spent some time up there. Red, I spent some time on the top of the hill up there. Yeah, you, where did. You, you could You uh, could – if you went out to the north side of campus and you could look straight ahead and see the back of your head. I got other jokes. Uh we're going to come back talking NFL Gumbo. Where's Jonathan Taylor going to go? Is anybody going to chase him? And look around the rest of the league as we got games tonight and the gumbo is hot. Hold on. That's next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.
2: It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my god, it's
0: early. Wait. Please. Rob Thompson. Did don't believe the other way in transition to the yeah.
5: Cowboys! Oh.
0: I want some nasty. Rudy J.
2: Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this Cowboys?
0: Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I kiss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good
5: morning. Hey, 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 Good morning!
3: Good morning to you. Good morning. Good moaning, good morning, Yeah, get your booty moving. It is Thursday. We call it Small <laughs> Friday. Welcome to R and R what did I say booty? I did. Yes. My God, what just happened? <laughs> it's, it's I'm a little not, giddy. It's not even seven thirty. You no. I don't know if you can say booty. Here's what happened. I'm at uh we're sitting at the SA Cardhouse over here on Bitters, and yes, uh, sir. you know how the you know the fuel is adrenaline and coffee. And I'm not accustomed to good coffee. And they got good coffee. You, got, I mean,
4: well, when you got people playing poker four in the yeah, morning, yeah, you may yeah. want to have
3: some quality they coffee. They got quality coffee, so I've had a couple of cups. I'm, I'm invigorated. I'm, I'm not vibrating yet, but I plan on it. I feel important, Rob. You know why? Oh no, we got the tent.
4: We did. We brought. We got, got the tent. tent. If we, you get the tent, we, we, you're important. We, we matter, yes. Because trust me, not everybody gets the tent.
3: Greg Shelton came out, brought it, <laughs> brought
4: brought the big guns out when
3: you go to the. But SA we didn't car get the hut. backdrop, though. We you didn't see get what I'm the saying? backdrop.
4: You know what? I know how to fix that. I know how to fix that. I'll just. Well, well. I'm gonna just start crying. You're gonna reap about the it. world when, when, it, the when it when it when
3: it comes. And see, about- Joe
4: Joe got the backdrop though. When we're out at at Northwest, uh, you know, at the Hunters Extravaganza, he got the backdrop, not us. See,
3: yeah, you see what I'm saying? We're, so you know what? I don't feel important. We're anymore. not the the glory boys. We we do the grunt work. We we're the guys that show up early and leave late. That's that's who we are. We don't need anything but special. It's, but it's four in the morning, so I I I, I I'll so, give him a pat. Well, there is that too. I'll give him a pass. In about thirty minutes, we're going What's to up? look at Mike McCarthy. Um, Intel, Intel on thirty-two NFL play callers, including our highly esteemed and brand new offensive coordinator, coach, play caller, I like Mike you McCarthy. Him. You need to be his agent. Highly esteemed. <laughs> well, what? Don Archer's got some questions, man. We're going to look at that in about thirty minutes. But let's let's look around the rest of the league. All so, right. as we wake up on a Thursday morning, Jonathan Taylor is looking to find a, a new team that will take him, pay him, and trade uh, value for him. Philadelphia sits Uh-oh. front and center. Uh, San Francisco made some news yesterday as that draft pick that they spent a whole bunch of capital to go get, and uh, Trey Lance has now been relegated to third. It's so distant a third that he was given the day off to go mend his barely adequate psycho defenses into the, what was what is going to be a storm as Big Head Sam Darnold now comfortably sits at QB two in San Francisco. Big head. Shout out to Big Head. Because hey, um, Cazus kept going, man. The thing is,
4: I want to say it was three first round picks, three or four for three three first round picks. And it wasn't about Trey as much as it was about the spot. Yes. But at the same time, uh whatever he's doing in practice, he's lost confidence in that uniform. Clearly, because again, I don't know if the guy the kid can play or not, but whatever's going on down there in the bay. During practice, it ain't looking good for them to have him relegated to third string, and maybe there's some pouting going on. Who I, I don't know, I, I have no idea. But John Lynch, even though he missed bad like, the, he missed bad on this one because of the amount of picks he gave up, Rob, he's he has enough equity and he's done enough good things to where this is not like this isn't a fireable offense. John Lynch has been fantastic no. in San Francisco, but. If they're considering their, you know, fielding offers about the trade, yeah, this is a bad miss. But they did what you told them to do, Rob. Fail fast. They
3: fail fast. Fail fast.
4: Don't, you know, don't sit around and let it linger. Get some picks back. Because
3: you lost a lot of picks, so you maybe want to get some back. But they ain't going to be three first round. We talked about this a week or so ago. What do you do if you're a Lynch? Do you play the guy and prove why he's third string? Or do you (laughs) let him sit and let people go, you know, the last film I saw of him, he looked pretty good. I can fix it. This is
4: like the combine, Rob. You just let people think he's still kind of good, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we all know that y'all don't want him, so it's, the price has already dropped. So you're screwed either way because if you run him out there and he sucks, you're going to get a bad draft pick. The fact that everybody knows y'all think he sucks, you're not going to get much for him. So either way, you failed. But, I, again, I, I'm not, I didn't watch North Dakota State, but I'm not going to write the guy off yet. Nope. I have no idea, but Rudy, whatever's happened. I, I'm not, I don't over. know that. Oh, I don't Rudy. know that. It's over. I don't know that. It's over. I yeah. heard they said the same thing about Doug Flutie and Warren Moon. Um,
3: they, said, they, they said, Okay, I mean, we're 50% right. Uh, Next. <laughs> Doug Flutie was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay. a dirty for real? Did, uh, j- he was a fine player. It was a fine play. That, that he, he that didn't kicked feel some royal Canadian butt, baby. I did a stat game. I did I did stats for the Canadian Football League. I did that. And I I, I dare you to do uh do down and distance that's on a 55-yard. Yeah, that's about unfortunate. a 55-yard. No, I would not. So uh, I don't even think field. John Robbins can do that. Uh, i watched Doug Flutie rack up like 700 total yards against the San Antonio Gunslingers. I kid you not. He was yeah. the, the most extraordinary. He was Johnny Football before there was Johnny Football. No, I'm and, not writing him off. I don't know if he can play. Oh, he's done, man. I don't he, know if he can play. But the problem is, from now on, he is just a project, and he's running with the threes. He does. He will never get the attention he's gotten over the last three two years. Uh, well, I guess we'll agree to disagree, and we'll see who trades for him. I just can't imagine he finds a way back. Maybe, maybe there's something there. It, it does kind of a couple things. First of all, what a colossal failure! But you brought up something that is is important. Good franchises can survive this. Good franchises who have put things together in place can survive an utter freaking whiff. And this is an utter freaking whiff. You traded three valuable picks. You, you, Not only did you not get anything at third, look at the value you passed up on that you could have had. Feels very much like the Spurs and Josh Primo. I mean, <laughs> a lot of teams, you would collapse if your first-round draft pick, and, and you were already in the dumps, and the near lottery pick, never showed up for work you just threw it burned it away you burned the hundred dollar bill most franchises couldn't survive that or the ripple effects would go on for years yeah San to see, Francisco the, the, don't even look back the position they were in they knew
4: they didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo anymore but when you look at this class it was Trevor Lawrence which they never had a chance to get because Jacksonville took him Zach Wilson he's out of there Trey Lance was third there was Justin Fields who I'm still on the fence about and Mac Jones so it's not like they passed up on somebody that's just. Oh, cl- well, I'm not talking about bunched. quarterback. What about the other dudes? Yeah. All the talent
3: that they right. could have had. They didn't even need the quarterback. They ended up finding one. They got lucky. They got lucky. Last.
4: They got lucky with Purdy. And again, I'm, I'm, do it again. That's all I'm saying about Brock Purdy. I'm not saying that they're not right on Trey Lance. All I'm saying is I don't know. But what I am doing, I'm holding out on Brock Purdy.
3: Well, I th- I don't know about Purdy. I just feel bad for th- where. Uh, Lance is going to Oh, I will feel so. bad
4: for him. He made some money. He'll oh, be no, all right. I, it, I don't feel bad for him. It, but it, what I'm saying it, is I, I've, I've seen him in one real game,
3: and he got hurt. That's all I'm saying. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand. <laughs> you know, I, do you appreciate what he had to say? Yeah. Because Deshaun... But he's also running from expectations. Spent some. is he lowering expectations on yes. purpose? Or is he actually speaking the truth in that, dude, I haven't played, you know, I have done much in the last three years. How can you put me in this situation?
5: Not at all. I mean, I, I, I stay focused on what I got to do and control what I can control. You know, the the rankings, is all, there's always a rankings each and every year. So at the end of the day... Um, you can't focus on that because there's always that that ranking is always changing. And uh, for me, I mean, I missed two years of football, so <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be in those rankings to be honest. If you're asking me, and I haven't played ball, I haven't played enough football the last few years to even be up there. So you know, I got to go out there and prove and, and show what I got to do and uh, to get back in those conversations. But for me, I just lock in on what I need to lock in on and just focus on my tasks and you know everything else to take care of itself.
4: Don't run. don't run deshaun you got 240 50 million dollars guaranteed don't don't run from the expectations bro don't be scared say hey they they paid me a lot of money i gotta go out here and play don't i shouldn't be on any list yes you should you messed up the damn quarterback market you should be on list don't run from these expectations bro you don't get that kind of money and get to hide don't be scared man it's okay it's
3: okay. Are DeSean? you kidding me? It's okay. Are you kidding me? You're about asking what? him to go stand on the plank over <laughs> <Yes>. the sharks. <laughs> yes. you, you're asking yes. him to go stand yes. over the shark pit. And, hey, no cage. <laughs> no cage. Yes. I'm going to rub you down with fish yes. blood, and I want you to stand right on the yes. edge of the plank on a choppy seas, <laughs> and I want you to tell the media, damn right I'm a top five quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
4: You know, I now, Deshaun's like, man, I got Lamar Jackson Dude. in my division. I got Joe Burrow in my division. You know, I, then, then I got Little Hand Pickett in my division. <laughs> I got Mike Tomlin in my division. Let me hide from That's- these expectations. let me temper y'all's expectations. Hey, so this I, is- you have Amari Cooper. You have Nick Chubb. You have Miles Garrett. You have a really good tight end. Don't run. You got a lot of money. In all seriousness, what do you expect? I, I, they were my, um, they were one of my dark horses. I picked a dark horse for a Super Bowl from every division. Again, dark horse means you're not going to. Right. Right? (laughs) They were my dark horse for the AFC North. But from him. I expect him to, I, look, this is, is that, there's gonna, I don't think there's gonna be an in-between, Rob. It's either he's lost it or he's gonna be back to what the, what we saw from him in Houston when he got up 24 on Kansas City. I don't think there's any middle road. But they've given, they've surrounded him with enough talent for him to get it done. But I know one thing. I know you can't get 240 million and say, hey, y'all don't, don't expect much from me. You don't
3: you you don't get to do that. I don't blame him <laughs> one bit. Like man, like what? All I, you know, last time y'all saw me doing anything good, I was doing the happy baby with uh, a variety of and other I, people. Hey, and uh, shout out to the happy and it baby. And kept me loose and active. So I'm just telling you, don't nah, expect man. much. My you back's know, a little tight. I no. can't get the massage. You're not on a rookie deal, bro. bro. I was used to. I'm, I'm I'm not limber like I used to be. Yeah. I've actually been reading that the the offense isn't clicking. That there are some issues behind the scenes that they're just not seeing the offense go that the way they expected it to. Well, you know what's going to happen.
4: Coach is going to get it first. Stefanski is going to be first to go. They're going to be like, well, he can't play for Stefanski because they can't, they gave him fully guaranteed. So Stefanski is going to be the guy like, Hey, you know what? I think that, yeah, he's going to be the guy that gets,
3: gets uh, up out yeah, of there. Yeah, it. you can't it hire be, the player. It I mean, won't be
4: Deshaun Watson. Well,
3: I got to pay him regardless. And I guess you got to hire Stefanski as well. The, the expectations for him, I think, are absolutely appropriate. And I think yeah. he got it right. I mean, what? I think not what he's saying, what yeah, you're no, saying. No, I think I, I expect I, the I guy agree to with play. Too. Yeah. I think that I, I expect him to kind of turn things around. And I think he's trying to lowball things. Uh, we're in the appropriate place for this next story regarding Jonathan Taylor and the Eagles. No, oh, don't get scared, Rob. Don't get no, scared. No, I'm not scared. Yes, is, you this, are. is this, is this, is this real
4: massive bluff? No. You don't think so? The, look, I don't know if they can pull it off, Rob. I don't know if they have the picks. I don't yeah. know. You know, I, I, again, I don't know what the Colts are asking for. I think the fact that we're hearing that six teams have inquired, the price may be too high for somebody like Philly. But make be clear, they're all in. They're all in. When you when you've been that close, when you're a defensive holding call away from you know beating Kansas City. You get desperate and you start, you know, maybe taking a little bit of chances. Maybe that you should, shouldn't. You lost Miles Sanders. Um, But when a guy like Jonathan Taylor becomes available, you kind of see if you got anything in the bank. Maybe you'd borrow from your 401K. And we've all come to the conclusion that the NFL salary cap is a a myth. And, look, all I know is the last thing you want to happen if you're San Francisco, if you're the Saints, if you are the Dallas Cowboys, is him go, to the Philadelphia Eagles. So we all better hope they're bluffing and that they're just trying to drive up the price around the league. We better hope so because Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, that's
3: bad news for everybody, if it's real. Uh, That's why it it just seems almost outlandish that the Colts, (laughs) I mean, that the Eagles would even begin to try this. But if... They're doing what we keep wanting Jerry to do, or expect. Maybe it's expecting Jerry Wait, to do. yesterday I, I can't
4: remember your take. Yesterday, did you end up saying you wanted to go after him? I couldn't remember. As a Cowboy fan, did you say yes or did you say no? I
3: say if he's available, you're crazy if you don't call. Okay, that thought. So. That's I, I. I. I would be down to go get the to go get him. I would, but I also said the Cowboys have other issues. Now, keep That's in mind true, the true. Eagles. Gave up. They lost seven starters over the last season. And two coordinators. They lost 1,300 yards in Miles Sanders. So uh, while we – Put the Eagles up there. They have a major deficit, and some of this reeks of—I'm not saying desperation because they're not. They're one of the top NFC teams. But you can't go to practice on week whatever and your tenth padded practice and look at the Eagles today and go, "This is the team that made the NFC Championship game, and we expect to go further." Minus seven starters. I don't care who you brought in. So when <laughs> the, the entire I hear, Georgia Bulldog well, defense, yeah, they, they don't went, matter, right? And I know that defensive line is going to be a beast it looks like uh uh their number one pick Jalen Carter uh, Jalen is eating eating lunch Uh, so given all that it doesn't reek of a little bit of desperation are they seeing their team and going you know what we
4: ain't what we were yeah when you go from Miles Sanders to DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell two good running backs but nothing capable of what Taylor is now Reports, Rob, are that the Colts are looking for a first round pick Mm -hmm. or equal value to a first round pick, but this report is saying the Eagles have been the most aggressive suitor. Now, again, you could, you could take that two ways, Rob. You could take that as them being like, Hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go after it. Or you could take that as like, damn, it ain't our running game and our RPOs don't look the same in training camp. As I think, they did last year, I think you know it's a little saying? both.
3: I think it's a little both. I think yeah. they are. I think they are all in. They do realize how good they really are, but I think they also see that we ain't what we were, and to, to be something different, to put something else on tape, we need to be able to to continue to run the ball. So I think yeah. it, it matters to them. But the Cowboys, I'm with Jerry. I'm kind of with Jerry. I'm comfortable. If it doesn't happen, no, I, the Cowboys I,
4: don't. The I'm Cowboys don't. Who we were? Him. No, the Cowboys don't need them, and you don't want to give up first round picks because first round picks, especially now, are even more of a premium because. You live off of your rookie deals. Cincinnati has literally been a contender because of seven, eight rookie deals. So right now you're not really looking to give up that many picks when you have to rely so heavily on that when you have seven or eight guys that you have to pay big big dog money to. Uh, a few other teams looking Rob the Dolphins, which I'm shocked that they have a, they have a room full of running backs. But if they had Jonathan Taylor along with Waddle and Tyreek Hill and the Jiu Jitsu King himself, who says he'll kick Ryan Clark's ass to a Tug of Iloa, that would be a very good, that would be a very scary room. The Bears, the Buccaneers, and the Bills. Tua got salty yesterday. I love it. Well, Ryan Clark said Tua looked happy. Translation. He said Tua looked fat. He said, I know one place Tua wasn't this offseason and that was the gym. And Tua didn't like that. Tua looked a little—he looked a little soft. But I never,
3: you know, I, I, it wasn't a thing. It seemed contrived. I, it didn't seem real to me. No, Ryan. You know, the thing
4: about it is now he has his pod. Now he's on TV. Sometimes you get a little loose. We all do it. Do we now have hear sound? media sound? Yeah, this? we have Ryan. Do we have Ryan sound? Uh, and you look for.
3: Tell us when you've got it. It it sounded like a wrestler trying to find some motivation for the next big match on Thursday night to sell some tickets. You got Ryan? Tua just is not right, a tough go. enough guy to say this. Listen to this.
6: I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the off season. Um and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time, but I mean it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle? Like not. To some extent, like I mean. I, I wanted to you know, I want it to be a little lighter. There's, I know, there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Tua talking about Ryan well, Clark. Him so, bat. what'd you say, Edwin?
4: Okay, let's, get, let's hear Ryan. I like you this.
3: Say I'm you gonna what He get wasn't
0: doing. He wasn't <laughs> in the gym. He I bet you that Come on. He, he, he wasn't paid. with me He, he might have spent a lot of time At the tattoo parlor He was not at the dinner oh. table Eating what the nutritionist had advised oh my mm. He looks happy to okay. a thick. <laughs> He is thick. <laughs> He's thick. A little yeah, thick He's built like A girl working at Onyx In Atlanta right now on the bottom wow.
5: <laughs> Come
7: on now hey. <laughs> uh, Get to the show
4: Hey okay I'm gonna can tell you, you what. So this compare Tua
3: to, to a stripper. Yeah. Okay. Like to make bit. sure. So
4: this is so this is a, this is what it, I feel like has happened with Tua. Tua wanted to bulk up. Clearly, like, look, I got to be able to take more of a beat. And I'm gonna do jujitsu. So I can learn how to fall. I had to get bigger. But from the looks of the makeup, he didn't quite do it right. <laughs> but I understand why Tua. I understand where Tua is coming from. Tua like, do you think I wanted? You heard Tua say, do you think I wanted to do this? He had to. But Maybe his strength and conditioning coach they didn't do it right. Maybe you know because you got to dirty bulk a little bit. You got to eat a little bit nasty here and there. And when I say nasty, I'm talking about like. Did you say dirty bulk? Dirty bulk.
3: I, I, D- I've been doing that most of my life. Me I didn't too. know that That's was a term for it. That's I'm dirty bulking. Yeah, we dirty I had no bulking. idea. No. We're dirty
4: bulking. So he probably dirty bulked wrong. <laughs> and um Ryan told him about it. But my thing is, if Tua admitted that he looks a little pudgy,
3: we all get a little heavy. Who man. the hell cares? That's such an NFL <laughs> athlete thing. It, and see, we could it's never relate. Regular we could go never goes, relate. guy goes, Oh, you're making fun of me for not going to the gym? Well, you make fun of Luca up until he got in shape. Very different situation. Why? Luca, uh, no, it's exactly the same situation, right. but this was more about two former athletes. Like he came in thick and all Tua has to say is duh. When I was thin, I don't, rem- I couldn't remember my name after games. Yeah, I'm a little thicker right now. You got a problem with that? Last year when I was skinny but. and mobile, I was slobbering, walking off the field, taking knees. Uh, maybe I'm going to try something different. Yeah, I'm a little thicker this well,
4: year. Now, see, this is the thing, though. See, Ryan is a huge UFC jujitsu guy. Yeah, so. So is Tua. Now, Tua said, there's a whole nother clip. I don't know if we have this, but Tua said in a whole other clip, like, if Ryan want to do something, we can. Now, Look. <laughs> If I had to, if, if Ryan Clark and Tua get in the octagon,
3: Rob, who you got? I used to have a lot of friends that were Sam Owen. That's what I was thinking, and they used to there talk no, about you no, want a beef. And when they said if you wanted to beef, you needed to be in another room. I'm taking Tua. I'm taking you taking Tua every day of the week because he's Samoa. That's <laughs> I watched them get mad more than once, and no, I want none of that. So, Tua, even though you're soft and seriously, dude, you're a little quarterback, take your blunts, take your runs oh, and whatever, shoot. and go play football. <laughs> I mean, you, you mad cause somebody called you kind of fat? Dude, you could just tell him, I did everything I could so I don't get knocked well, sideways. Silly it, again. If it was you and I, Rob,
4: I don't think he would care. The Very fact much. that it's your peer, it hurt. Well, I the think problem he, I think is, it hurt his feelings. What's it called? Uh, and, dirty bulking. He's been yeah. dirty bulking. But you to see, how do you feel about us? Me, you. Todd Archer of the world saying, "Hey man,
3: you hear about what Ryan Clark said about you? <laughs> what he say? Uh, is that cool. Yes, yeah, yes, of course, it's absolutely it's cool. Because it, Todd Archer doesn't have to say it because it will hit you by via the socials. Yeah. It will and Todd is now." Maybe not getting there fast enough. The socials will get it to you. If somebody heard it, if it's on a podcast, it's going to be cut. It's going to be in your DM immediately. Somebody's going to put you on this string, on the thread, and you're going to know immediately think, if somebody said something about you. So. I think
4: Ryan would have been okay by him. If Ryan would have been like, "Hey, you know, Joe so looks a little bit bigger. Doesn't look like his best shape. But when you say he's shaped." Like a stripper at ATL and Onyx. That's when it gets. That's when you cross the line into
3: disrespect as a man, right? Well, I wouldn't say disrespect as a man. He just made. He called him a stripper in Atlanta. It's the best way. If that's not taking away your manhood, he didn't say that. He said, "Man, you got a little chunk in your junk, I'm a NFL starting quarterback, and you call me a stripper in Atlanta? (laughs) What? If you're gonna throw it on somebody, I think that's the kindest way to do it. I don't know, I because it was funny. It uh, that, was. That was a dozen's perfect. That was perfect. You look like well, a. Well, Tua wants to fight him. Well, Tua uh, wants to fight him. Settle, Tua. Just go prove it to us. That's yeah. all. I think that's True all he's that. talking about. True the that. dirty bulkin's the problem. You like Vulcan. that? I, 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 a, I taught you something I'm keeping, today. <laughs> I'm keeping this around.
0: All guests appearing on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star appear on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Buyers Barricades provides traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online at buyersbarricades.com. R&R in the morning on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star.
4: Top of the morning to all.
3: It's R, and R, and R morning uh, here on San Excuse Whoa. me, San Antonio's sports star. Let me take a hey man, drink. Man, of we my, ain't uh, that far uh, removed from
4: twenty twenty. Cover your mouth my now. Good couple. No, well, I've sweet spent sweet.
3: the last two days in the in a hole.
4: Let me, yeah, yeah, burn that. Burn that one. Don't Jason and Joe come with their own though. Uh, Jason. Uh, own Jason mic?
3: has this horrible fear of ear mites. Which, you know. Well I mean, I don't know why we don't all have the same fear of ear mites. Uh we're gonna talk some uh Uh, mike mccarthy and play call in a second couple of things on the news want to congratulate uh, frank harris okay he's uh, been nominated as on the watch list for the johnny unitas golden arm uh, award uh uh, he is of the super senior class that's a joke um but uh super senior
4: there's another super senior that went to texas state seven year senior transfer from colorado Seven years,
3: man. I was born twenty years too late. Just think, you could milk to your college education into ten years of free right. football. Hey,
4: if you're never gonna make money playing football again, why not stay?
3: Um, Shohei Otani. See, they put him on the shelf. Uh, he will not pitch again this year for the uh, uh, Angels of Anaheim. You think they, that he has pitched the that, last? You
4: know what? That, that's it, um, I, I is this a strategic move by the Angels? Like, hey, man, we care about you. We're going to put you on the shelf, we, you know, because they're rolling the dice trying to keep him. Well, they were think? all in Is on the Is that a strategic I think, move? I,
3: I think he done. I think uh, I think he said – Who's going
4: to give him – like, give me – who's giving him $600 million? Well, the – And you can't say the Yankees. Well, why not? If there's one team <laughs> that
3: you look at that goes, you know what? Why not the who's Rangers? Dead last the Rangers to, got the money? Well, who's dead last and has an entire world of money? He
4: wants to win. He ain't going to no last place team. The Yankees suck. It would be dumb for him to go to New York. He can't wear his cool little hat after home runs. He has to shave. Like the Yankees, it's no longer a destination. Wow. I
3: said it. I don't think he's going to be an angel. I think it's, I think it's done. It's sad. It's an unfortunate end. But they did all they could.
4: Wait. I wouldn't have traded him either. I would have rolled the dice as well. The sun is starting to hit. I'm looking good on StreamYard. All right. The sun is hitting me. It's giving me – what is it? What you, do the kids say? It's giving me
3: life. <laughs> I think that's what the kids say. <laughs> the Cowboys coach, Mike McCarthy, is going to be the primary play caller for the first time since he arrived at Dallas in 2020, as you get life. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just want everybody see my SA Cardhouse hat. That's all. I'm getting life. Let's go, Rob. And <laughs> –
3: you're making it awkward. You're uh, making it awkward. Dan Quinn, his uh, defensive coordinator, says it's really cool to see Mike Ooh. in this role. It looks, from my opinion, that he's having a blast. Sometimes as a head coach, when you're not the play caller, you're yearning for it. So I've seen that with him, the energy ha- he has for it. I have felt some happiness and joy for him, and going out there, and you can see his competitive juices flowing. That's Dan Quinn talking about his boss, mentor, and uh, he left out one part. Future replacer. He left out one part. What's that? The part where he says,
4: "But should he fail, I will gladly take this I job. Will take his
3: job <laughs> and hire him as my <laughs> offensive coordinator. Now that would be funny." the idea of what he's going to do uh, uh, who mike yeah we okay. have a template i know what this offense is going to look like do you well yeah i okay. mean uh, we have we have we we have history he, we have a, just a couple of games of you know of uh, snaps, but I know what it looked like in Green Bay. Right. I know what it looked like when he was in San Francisco. I know what it looked like when he was in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I know what this offense is going to look like. It's just a matter of how much is it going to look like what I think it's going to look like, which means to me, yeah, the running game will be appropriate, as you like to say. It's going to be appropriate. Are they going to dominate with a running game? No, No. I I don't see that coming. And it never has been. Well, when
4: you look at the numbers, Rob, as you talked about, as we are in the analytical sports world now, uh, Mike McCarthy, Intel, only called 31% run plays in his final three seasons. 31%. The, lo- the lowest in the NFL from 2016 to 2018. Now, last year, Cowboys ran by design 45% of the time last season, which was sixth in the NFL. So you so think th- that's going up? No. What I means to me is, and this is what I always say about Andy Reid, like I can give – D'Amico Ryan's Andy Reid's playbook. But he ain't going to call it like Andy can call it. He don't have the feel. Right. So what, I'm, what I get from the problem he had with Kellen Moore, he didn't like the way he called it. It wasn't what he was calling. It's just like you didn't run the ball at the right time. It's not that you didn't run it enough. It's just you should have ran at certain times when you didn't. Like there's a, there's a rhythm. He didn't like Kellen Moore's rhythm. That's the word I'm looking for.
3: And he said that repeatedly. It wasn't the play calling. It was like, why are we still throwing the ball when we don't need to like, throw the ball? We don't Because, he, he, again, McCarthy's worse than Kellen.
4: But McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers. It's a different see, type that's of where toy. I'm going. So it's a different type back, of toy.
3: So let's look back at what McCarthy has actually worked with when he ran this office. <laughs> He's only had Aaron. And it's dad. been nothing but Hall of Famers. Right. True. I mean, all the way back to Montana. He's been working with his offense with dudes that were born to run this oh, offense. Good point. Literally. I forgot about Montana. Can he take Dak, who was not born to be the cerebral mobile 3 checkdown down quarterback, mm-hmm. and move him into this? I believe – He can't. But I don't think that's the end of the world. That's why he's not calling this the West Coast office. He's calling it the Texas Coast office because he realizes there's things that he's going to ask Dak to do that he's never had to do before. I like
4: your better. I like to take the A.S. off. I like the Rob Thompson Tex Coast. We don't need to ask. And no, David, we're not. I know our background does give hotel room vibes. A <laughs> YouTuber, David Alhondra, just asks us if we're broadcasting from a hotel room. No, we're at SA Cardhouse. Rob and I don't share hotel rooms, even, you know, well, we have in New York. Yeah, we have. Uh, one we, day. We one see time. other people. Yeah, but but we have an open relationship. We, we
3: are open, but, you know, <laughs> it's all about trust. No, we're not in a
4: hotel room. But hey. If there is a hotel out there that would like us to broadcast
3: <laughs> we, from their hotel, we're open. We'll gladly do it, La We'll sit in your. And if you, we'll but serve you got to have you
4: got to have continental.
3: Yeah, well, of course, we'll do the waffles. But
4: no, in all seriousness, with McCarthy, like Pledger's been calling him a liar. He's been lying since March. I want to run the damn ball. Will you run it? Sixth most in the NFL last year, Coach. Just say, look, Kellen Moore had a really good playbook. He's a really good offensive coordinator. He sucked at his rhythm. Say that. It's okay. We know you hated him. We heard the rumblings toward the end of the season that y'all started to beef and there was a little bit of chirping back and forth toward the end of the season. People told us to blow it off, but we get it. But we're not going to sit here and act like that all of a sudden McCarthy, you bring in Brandon Cooks, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you're going to just start just – you're going to turn into the 1985 Walter Payton Bears. It's not going to happen.
3: Now, the idea of him focusing so much on the offense – right? And letting Dan Quinn just kind of be get Dan out the
4: way—that's what smart people do. You hire people that are smarter, and That's, Dan Quinn's smarter at defense than he is.
3: That shows a level of comfort, comfort that a lot of head coaches would not allow, Jimbo. Well, no, no you're right. You know, good the good thing. news is that we're going to talk about this later when you look okay. at the college football world. Is you got a little bit of good news from his AD yesterday? Really? Uh, well, okay. The dreaded voter vote com- of confidence. Oh, the yeah, dreaded vote of confidence. That ain't good news, but. Uh, this, for me, as we get to the regular season, he has he is so comfortable with his offense right now that he does he's not even thinking of starting playing a star. It's not even a. It's not even on the board. And now I can be mad at him, but I'll tell you what I appreciate the confidence. I appreciate that what he by his measure. Even in the the second day of camp, the second padded practice, when we had a chance to talk to him, we asked him, "So how's the install going?" This is the second padded practice. He said, oh, we're about sixty, eighty percent in. So th- from but the be- still,
4: but he missed. The defense is still way
3: ahead. Oh yeah, but right, obviously but the, the the guy has a level of comfort that I'm I'm believing all of this. I'm, I'm starting to believe that when Jerry yeah. goes, I'm comfortable with my running back room, I think that they look at these wide receivers and go, my gosh, we got four legitimate NFL wide receivers, all four of which can go make a play to win a football game. I, this is the thing, Rob. I don't know if they're going to have a uh, – I
4: don't know if they're going to go 12-5. and five. I think they may have a worse record, but I think they get in. But I think because of this strength of schedule, they'll be more prepared when they see a San Francisco –
3: when I hear, you know, record. Or and, Philly or well, whoever. When I hear 7, you know, 12 and, and, five. and 5. Or I hear, I see 10 and 7 or 11 and 7 or whatever the eleven. i take 11 and 6. Well, I'll take 10 well, and
4: 7 if well, you can get in.
3: There we go. I, the record to me does not matter. No. It's what is the last game you're playing. Right. That's all that I care about. And I, 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 I get the sense that he's been told the very same thing from everybody around him. Your record don't matter. When is the last game you're playing? It better be in February. And if it is, we're all going to be fine with it. I totally agree
4: with that 100% and I'm fine with them not playing the um playing the starters. Again, you're going up against a historical defense every day.
3: Now, I got a question for you as I'm we in, uh, what does a successful season look like to you? What should a successful season look like? obviously Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, well, what they does talk,
4: Parsons and Diggs have talked about that yeah. but as far as me, what does it look yeah, like before to Before
3: we hear from them, how do you define what a successful season is? Better
4: than last year. And that because is. Because I, I, I'm, as a guy, I've like, I know it's like a she she thing, but I do believe in you can't skip steps. And if you don't, if you not skipping steps isn't a bad thing. So, you know, if they do just so happen to jump to the Super Bowl, I'm cool with that. But in all actuality, in all reality, I understand that it is hard to win in this league. And so if you just take the next step, for me, that is successful. Meaning, so of course it's Super Bowl or bust. Always, 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 duh. But what I'm saying is, if you are going one step further and you make it to the NFC Championship game, that is successful to me. Now, unless you get dog walk, I'm not saying you should get dog walk NFC Championship game, but that's the incremental growth. Is the the NFC Championship game? So that's what success will look like to me when I'm being fair. And I'm and I'm thinking about it logically and not just talking crap like a lot of radio and television guys do. Like, well, if they don't win the Super Bowl, then it's not. Yes, of course. That's all 32 teams. But the next step, Rob, is the NFC Championship game, somewhere they haven't been in a long time either.
3: Well, guys like us, we're looking for W's. And playoff Ws, yes. But players also have their own definition of success, and some of that has to do with personal glory. Individual, yes. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're Micah Parsons, who is now taking those steps to where he gets to stand on the stage of the greatest in the game. As we sit, when Micah Parsons was asked what a successful season looks like to him, and I think if you're a Cowboy fan, you're gonna like this. Man, I'm coming
5: for you, D ware That's a good look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, when you talk about legendary seasons and you know what they accomplished, man, you right there at the top. So, um, man, when you came in that one day, man, I drove everything you said. Working sure all did. off season, man, I just want to, you know, you know, be on your level and succeed. You one day, that's it. Oh, nice, nice. Thank you. All right,
3: Michael. that's in the announcement for Demarcus Ware going into the R O. H, the row the ring of honor i had to i saw row i had to figure out what that was looked like a uh, i thought
4: it was like real housewives of i
3: thought it was some kind art. of country fraternity um <laughs> but he is now in the Ooh. roh got his bid uh, and that was micah talking about what a successful season looks like he's coming micah's getting
4: micah micah is polished micah's polished man for to being only in year three he his answers other than when he's talking to me um he's gotten better
3: well that's the right ready. thing to say i hope he's ready for what's coming
4: what's coming the
3: the spotlight has been bright it'll never be it's never been like what's coming he is going to be front and center as this season begins. I bet every time he plays for the first month, there is going to be a total package put together for him. Where oh they yeah! Interview him. He gets to walk on oh. the sidelines. He gets to sit with the lead guy for Fox and for ESPN and for ABC. No. He's going to be front and center. The he along with Pat Mahomes and about four other dudes are going to be the face of the NFL. It's coming. Well, right the thing now.
4: about it is, I'm the the guys that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Hankins. I'm looking at Mozzie. I'm looking at DeMarcus Lawrence. Everybody else on that defensive line, because with that, Brian Daybol here about sometime next week is going to call his offense in, and it is going to be a 15-play high, highlight reel of Micah Parsons. And they're going to be like, hey, tight end. Waller, we're going to use you. Left tackle, we're going to use you. Running back, we're going to use you. We're going to stop 11 and that is going to happen 17 weeks this season where the co- offensive coordinator comes in and he has a highlight reel of Micah, which means all you other cats should eat and should eat well because I'm going to have three people on Micah and I'm going to, it's almost like when you're facing a Kevin Durant, like if these other guys beat us, we're going to tip our cap. If Mozzie and Demarcus Lawrence and, and, and Hank is, if they beat us, we're going to tip our cap, but we are not letting 11 dominate us. So the rest of you guys are, y'all should, y'all should have the best seasons of your lives because Micah is here. He has arrived and everybody knows it. And that is everybody's offensive coordinator's game plan coming into every game. So I want to see what the other guys do.
3: Okay. Micah's only
4: going to be able to do so much. He's uh, going to be triple teamed.
3: uh, All right. So he's going to be triple teamed. We accept the fact as football guys, he is, he is, Public enemy number one. Yes, anybody by playing. far. So midseason when Micah, let's just say, he is the, 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 the focal point of the offense who we got to stop first. Micah has three sacks, maybe, maybe a couple of tackles for loss, pedestrian numbers in week eight. Because he okay. has been the focal point, and maybe D having a. I mean, D Law is having a season, and maybe Vander. Mas, everybody, everybody's everybody And then it starts time mid-season to start looking at next year and what are we going to pay Micah? And the numbers aren't there. Um.
4: Now that, but now that's you know what Rob, that's a great question, and that's when you got to That's when you hope your agent is good, because the thing that I'm going to keep laying my hat on is what Micah said is impact. If If, like you say, Rob, let's say it's week eight and we're six and two, and other guys on the defense are dominating, is it because of me? Then Uh I'm still, I still, as my, as Micah's agent, I'm playing Micah's agent right now. We are where we are because Micah's freed up everyone. So I'm I'm more about the impact like Micah said, than I am the actual numbers. Now the thing about that, Rob, is we've seen a lot of guys over the years get double and triple team and still get their numbers.
3: Well, so yeah. now so I'm, trying to, be, I'm so. trying
4: to be I'm you know, I'm trying to be fair to the grace that came before him too, like hey, Lawrence didn't you ain't, matter. yeah, you ain't the first guy to get Derek Thomas, God bless the dead. There's been plenty of guys that get double and triple to still get their numbers. So I'm still gonna hold him to a high standard, but what I'm saying is if we're six and two and Micah doesn't have twelve sacks by then I'll be okay with
3: it. Can I be blasphemous and say, if you ask me what a successful season looks like, it's that. It is Micah not producing what we want to see or whatever for the hell NFL is, right. Player of the Year. I'm talking about a defense with nine dudes flying to the ball. And this week, guess what? It happened to be Sam Williams. This week, it just happened to be Hankins with a couple of mid- yeah. internal sacks. Dorrance Armstrong, whoever, whoever. That, it, to me, defines a successful season. And if I'm Jerry, I'm praying that that's the case. Because if Micah does come out and the team is pedestrian, And they lose a bunch of games, but Micah's got 12 sacks and two wins that he can say, I won those games, but we didn't get anywhere, you have the opportunity to say, well, even with you, we ain't that. Yes.
4: Now, the negotiations are going to get ugly. Now, this is what the, the bar that I will have set for Micah that I'll have set high, Rob, is you can't come out blazing and fizzle. At the end of the season last year, I think he that, and I think this is why he quote unquote he didn't dirty bulk though. Micah didn't dirty bulk. Micah <laughs> clean bulk. There's a clean bulk and there's dirty bulks. Micah clean bulk, so he could keep his speed and his How much of, that, his is, how that's much of real. that is on the coach? How
3: much of that is? You no, know that's what? on the player. Is
4: it all on the player? That's on the player. I, a, you know better about I, this than I. I do. I think that's on the player, man. Like you have to have that. I hate saying this, but your motor can't. Your motor can't fall off. Your motor can't fall off. Now. If, if you have 15 sacks, but the last three games you were MIA is a failure. Now, that is a failure. That's a failure because last season we could tell toward the end of the year, it was kind of like now some people will tell you, and you can watch the film that San Francisco held him in no less than six times. Fair, fair. And when you look at the tape, that is fair. But at the end of the day, he did look tired and beat up toward the end of the season. It's going to be on him a la LeBron James, to do the best thing you can to take care of your body to make sure you last through the NFC Championship game. That's on Micah. Um, And that's why you did all that. You didn't show up for OTAs because you wanted to work on your body on your own. So, all right, let's see what you did.
3: I expect to have a banner all-pro year, but nothing more than that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. First team
4: all-pro, right there with Bosa and Miles Garrett, you know, and TJ Watt.
3: Now, somebody else got paid. Trayvon Diggs got paid. They did. Let's hear what he thinks is the uh, uh, as a successful season.
5: Uh, I feel like I'm going to have way more opportunities now that we got, you know, defensive player of the year on the other side. So, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, hopefully I get more opportunities to, you know, hopefully break the record. Yeah. Uh, that's eventually going to be my goal. But, you know, a successful 2023 will look like winning a Super Bowl. <laughs>
3: Right answer. Your Trayvon Diggs, newly paid and happy. But see, uh, it's
4: the right answer. But see, then, then we then we use guys like us. We use it against him. Well, Trayvon said. Well, Tiger Woods said it's all about majors. Do you agree <laughs> that he will get more opportunities to? You know what? That's an interesting question, Rob. If you're, I'm, I'm, I'm I hate ask, answer, you know answering a question with a question. But if you're playing quarterback, I'm. What side are you throwing to? I'm throwing
3: at Trayvon. I, it's, I think it, I Gilmore's a little bit Gilmore a little bit older though, right? I agree, but I feel like right now today if I'm putting if I'm if I'm Dable and I'm looking at yeah, yeah. the corners I'm Who going you throwing at, at, I'm giving Diggs some doubles, some double moves. I, I think I can sucker him in because he's such he's a ball greedy. hawk. Yeah, he's greedy. He's so greedy. I think I can make him. Only thing is I don't think I have a quarterback that can do that. <laughs> you know? so I don't Daniel think John? Dimes can do that. So, But if, if I do have a quarterback that is that of that upper echelon ilk, I victimize Diggs. I think I can. I could get him because he is greedy, and he can make a play. And I might throw an interception or two, but I feel like if I get him greedy enough, I can burn him deep when I have to have it.
4: Well, damn it, Donovan Wilson. Damn it, J. Ron Kirst, Do y'all's jobs and help out.
3: I'm telling you, absolutely. Now, that's the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk more about the Ring of Honor. Who's coming in and who's not? It's at 8.30, but coming back. Let's look around the rest of the NFL as there's a pretty fine running back available and the enemy seems to be eager to get him. And do we put last rights on a guy named Lance? We're talking the NFL next. This is R&R and you're on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star.
2: It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early.
0: Thompson. Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, oh. oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys <laughs> win. How else would you settle this game? How about
5: this Cowboys? Yeah. Again, each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning and I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, hey,
3: hey, 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 oh, good morning, Good morning. Hey, Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We are comfortable at the S.A. Card House at 281 Abitters. Come by and see us. We expect the grill to get picking up and cooking soon. The <laughs> poker is being played right now. And we are poker here to pre- playing since five. We, we got here five and there was already a game. There were 15 people
4: around the table. Yeah. And then you got the. Oh, and Greg was here at four. Oh, Greg playing. was here at four. Sorry, Greg. 2023 Dodge Ram. I, 2023 dodge challenger 270k in prizes all the way through september 30th but you got to play to get the pay
3: and i'm just gonna say they got fine coffee
4: the coffee is it fantastic is good uh fresh
3: and hot coffee you got to keep the adrenaline going and, and as i told moving. you you and greg you know y'all
4: got to get you alls memberships today so, you don't, but you don't have to be a member to come hang out you don't have to be a member to come have some food at foster's Barn grill you don't have to be a member to come get the best old-fashioned in the city just show
3: up i'll tell you um when was the last time you uh, outside that? of the state of Las Vegas okay, that you walked up to an ATM uh-huh. and you had to pick between the one that gave you 20s <laughs> and the one that gave, gave you
4: 100s? <laughs> only when I'm at S.A. Cardhouse, because one day I did that. Like, I didn't uh, pay attention to the sign when uh, I came up here for free roll. Yes, <laughs> there were like hundreds only. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, no, this ain't the right ATM. I said 20. Yeah, I need 20. Uh, I didn't need 2,000. Oh, I was just here for the free roll. That that I didn't need a couple hundred. Because once it's out of the
3: ATM... It disappears. Oh, Once if, it's in my hand, it's gone. If you gone. break 100, you're done. We're going to talk some college. In fact, uh, this What's hour, about, in about 45 minutes, uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher got the. The dreaded vote the of confidence. Vote of confidence, baby. There is no worries even after 5 and 7. Uh, Brett, your mark is my new personal hero. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, The NFL continues to spin. A couple stories kind of front and center with us today. Uh, Coming, we'll work west to east. How's that? San Francisco news coming out of there yesterday. As uh, Kyle Shanahan announced that the uh, quarterback structure will be this. Brock Purdy is our starter. Sam Bighead Darnold is our QB2. And uh, Trey Lance, he... uh, will be QB3, but you won't have him to talk to because we've given him the day off. Trey Lance, the third stringer and imminent to depart San Francisco, you have to think. He can play. They screwed the kid in the head, man. Well, there's been a lot of guys that this happened to, man. It's such a circumstantial thing. We'll never know, man. We're never going to know. This mirror behind me, Rob. Is it not
4: giving you life? It's not giving me life. I like mirrors. (laughs)
3: well if we had a backdrop it would i like uh, mirrors i like i like you know i I like a good mirror i know you're holding out hope that he'll have a shot he does rob he can still
4: play man he didn't forget how to play football it's just you got the entire locker room talking about purdy yes you got kyle shanahan saying he would have to melt so it's just like so now every throw that you make you're thinking Because you're out there, you're trying to compete, you're trying to compete for the job with Brock Purdy, but the entire locker room wants Purdy, and I understand it. Kyle Shanahan wants Purdy. So now you start pressing. And then next thing you know, Sam Darnold's even looking better than you. Because Sam Darnold's there like, hey, man, I'm just here getting direct deposits. I know my time is up. I was a number two overall pick as well. And I know my career is not over, but I'm a career clipboard holder from here on out. So there's no pressure on Sam Donald. Trey Lance is still trying to live up to that number two overall pick, those three first-round picks that were traded for him. And the kid's pressing, and he looks bad in practice, and now San Francisco wants nothing to do with him. But I don't think that means he can't play. <laughs>
3: the the <laughs> ultimate, ultimate sense, quarterback whisperer should be This me. is What's the dude that trains the dogs? Oh, Caesar Milan. So Caesar Milan came to my house and looked at my dog and said, No, I'm no, not gonna do with him.
4: Oh, then that's so that's I what you said with Kyle this, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, you know
3: the dude that took the last you know draft pick of the NFL. You know what? Who only had one arm all the way through the NFC championship game and beyond. And Great. uh Lance. Couldn't even get on the
4: field with this guy. You know what? Not many times I back away, and I'm not going to back away. I want but him when to be good. Say, but when you say, "If Kyle Shanahan can't fix you, no one can," <laughs>
3: I, I want <laughs> there's something to that. I just feel like when was it? When because we we talked about Sam Darnold in the same sentence. This guy was the number two pick. He's now on his third team.
4: Uh, He was with the Jets, then he went to Carolina. Yes, third. thirteen, So he's done. He's, he's done.
3: done. He's, he's done. not a bust, but he's done. He's a career clipboard holder. And, he said, and the first two, he had opportunities to start. Legit. Like, you get to be the it's starter. It's your world. You get to be the starter both places. It's in your, your, world. Your, your world. And so when Carolina went and got him, they had an obligation, this guy should be our starter. You know, they we, right. they tried with Trey Lance two years in a row, well, and he doesn't is- have the skill set that darned.
4: Okay, but let me ask you this, Rob. What is Shanahan and John Lynch gonna do when they find out that Purdy is Jeremy Lynn and <laughs> flames out horribly? That's is it Sam? Sam is that is that when he turned Sam Darnold into All Pro? Don't
3: forget, it was. La- Right about March, mm-hmm. one of the writers for the Chronicle there in San Francisco Chronicle. Okay. wrote a column saying that Sam Darnold is on the precipice of greatness. Something like this cat is spinning it better than Purdy or Purdy ever had, or Lance oh, wow. or anybody else in the building. Now, sometimes that's hyperbole in the off season, so I kind of put it in. I kind of filed it away. Yeah, yeah. He did win the second. It, it, he did get the QB two, but if you're beating out Trey Lance, who's played all of three minutes of an <laughs> NFL know. career, I'm not sure how much that says. I feel like you know what Lance is the best thing that could happen to Trey Lance right now as he that? becomes the starting quarterback for our San Antonio Brahmas. I mean, I don't know where else. Cut it that, I don't know where else well, you go. Thompson. Well, I'm trying to break the mold. I'm trying to figure out where on, these quarterbacks me, hold on, hold that on. go someplace okay, that talking. is just let me look absolutely up. inappropriate. They don't get the shot. They got bad OCs. The whole team is crumbling around them. We know there was talent. I'm not going to say that Lance was not a talented kid at one of the Dakotas, the green one. I don't know which one he was at, but that one. Um why wouldn't I break the idea of, you know, be a journeyman now. Go to another bad okay. team and see if you can survive long enough to get better. Look, why don't you break the thing, go play in XFL, USFL for a year or two, rip it up, and then go back? No. Isn't that the idea why we want these minor leagues to give this kind of opportunity to a quarterback Sometimes that they forget about too you high, down there. too early, and in the wrong place?
4: Sometimes they forget about you down there. Now, oh. you mean to tell me that – Tampa Bay couldn't get what shouldn't give Trey Lance a look. They were battling between Trask and Baker Mayfield, who's on his like another. Ninth
3: Prime example of maybe the dude just needs a break. And you're talking about Trey Lance, and I agree with everything you said. Like, everything he does, he's probably pressing. He's giving every movement a second thought. Go someplace where you're better than anybody else on the field. Go to the XFL and be the man like you were in, in Dakota and get your confidence back for a year and come back and try it again. No.
4: I was the second overall pick for a reason.
3: Uh, there's a lot of second overall picks that were home in three years wishing. You know, I'm just trying to we, uh, find oh, a justification for the league and a, and a validation for what we Let's believe see. is the possibility of this minor league football program that was put together, built with the idea oh. of if it's gonna be successful, feed the majors now let it. when, let not when I'm seeing now when I'm seeing some of
4: these backups that these teams have. Now keep keep in mind, at least Sam Darnold got to go on the field and, and fail. At least Zach Wilson got to go on the field two seasons and fail. What I'm saying is, Jamarcus maybe they Russell to go had succeed. the opportunity and failed. Like well, they
3: have he hasn't had the opportunity to fail. Oh, the three, Well, he's never going to get it. Is my point. At what point am I going to go trade for him and get him, bring him in, and let him run with the ones? When I'm but either what, so bad, I'll go draft somebody that I will get for longer.
4: Beating up on USFL players that are FedEx drivers in the off season is not going to make me go want to get you.
3: I think it's he not. needs to see. I'm saying. Nothing, first of all, nothing wrong with FedEx drivers.
4: Those guys make money. Shout out to y'all. I ain't. I'm not. I'm not dissing y'all. Y'all get more. Of me, I'll probably make more that's money in me arena. But I, 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 I'm I, just I get you.
3: I, I mean, I get what you're talking yeah. about. Like Danucci is a starting quarterback for the Seattle Kraken. Well, well, that but, dude has great
4: hats. He don't
3: have to put football. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is maybe that's what he needs. Maybe that's why we, this league that we're trying to manifest to the XFL or USFL, whichever survives can fit this. This is why we want this because the jury will remain out on Trey Lance forever. We're never going to know. Well, well, the thing about it is he might be –
4: I'm not giving up on him. I get where you're coming from. I think everything you're saying makes sense. But when I haven't got to see him play – and I know what it looks like at that position when you're pressing – he needs a fresh start somewhere else, but it ain't the Canadian League or the USFL. He just needs a team that kind of believes in him and lets it roll with him. I mean, again, they moved hell and high water to get him there for a reason. There was something they saw there, but, you know, Brock Purdy took the world by storm and the kids pressing.
3: I want you as my agent. I want someone to love me as much as not love Trey Lance. I'm just, I just want the guy to get a fair shake. And I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I think he is He's now we know relegated. It, can to it be
4: better? Can it be worse than what's going on in Dallas? Teddy Bridgewater. Land. I mean, I think he could go out there and throw 15 interceptions. Oh, easy. You see what I'm saying? So, like, is it is it
3: that bad? There's a lot of guys look just like him that I can pay less. <laughs> he ain't making no money. He's on a rookie deal. Well, then He's going to have to get a, a, a the next deal he gets. Yeah, we'll, if they, if we'll, it comes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd I rather pay him at 20-whatever right. or the rookie the, not, for a little bit longer. I'm just saying the financials, everything he's going to run into. Will he get another shot? Yeah. But he's going to have to be Superman to overcome what, he, what he's chasing. The quarterback position in the NFL sucks, Rob.
4: There's 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 sixteen guys that shouldn't be here. Yet Kyle is willing to let him go. Yeah. It's it's I think it's giving the kid a fair shake. Like, hey man, you're not gonna play here. I'm gonna let you go. Like Jerry did with D. Ware. Like, hey D. Ware, you're washed up. I'm gonna let you go to Denver and win a ring and almost win Super Bowl MVP. This happens. It happens. That is a- I'm a great <laughs> agent. I probably miss my calling. D Ware washed up. <laughs> he was, according
3: to Jerry. Uh I did what was best for DeMarcus. In about 15 minutes, we're going to hear from Jerry and we're going to hear from DeMarcus. We're going to try to figure out why Jimmy still isn't in. Uh, Before we head there, let's talk about the running back that is indeed available. Jerry says he's happy with his running back room, really pretty comfortable there. But Jonathan Stewart is drawing interest more than any other player in the offseason. It feels like more teams are interested in Jonathan Taylor than even began to talk to Lamar Jackson when he was out trying to find his own deal. We're here in Six teams, and at least two of them have offered some kind of value in the yeah. trade market that uh, the Colts will uh, will at least listen to. Is this a loosening of the running back market, or are we bit. still playing with the uh, $10 million in a fourth round? Pick? I think
4: he's fallen into that category of one of the few guys teams will be willing to pay.
3: I think. Now, I don't know memo, why Saquon isn't, but yeah. I I think, well, I think we're at the end of the list. And that memo, that was that that disappearing ink memo that no one will ever say went around, but did limit the running back money. I think we're down to the nut cutting time, and now teams that are playoff, you know, concentrated and beyond right. are looking around, going, you know what, it might be worth it. I'm going to pay the money. I know that we're not supposed to, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think I'm going to have to do it, and it looks like Philadelphia might be front and center on this. At least from the rumors that are floating around, they appear to be willing to part with whatever draft picks are required. I just can't imagine that they're gonna do it.
4: No, you can't imagine it. It's just like the cowboy fan, you comes out sometimes and you don't want it to happen, so you immediately shoot it down. That's exactly what you did. When we talked about this in pre-show, you said they can't do it and then,
3: they don't like, have win the picks. Yeah.
4: Rob, you I'm look, just I don't saying. think I don't think anybody outside of Cap Guru guy knows what picks any team has. So I'm not going to hold that against you when I say you don't know what picks they have because I don't either. But make, they can make some picks magically appear. That's what all these NFL teams do. And we know the salary cap is a myth. So if the Eagles have been the most aggressive, they're not being the most aggressive because they don't have it, Rob. It's just you don't want them to get Jonathan Taylor because that would automatically put you behind them.
3: Your Cowboys showing, and that's fine. I disagree. Fine. I don't think that they can afford it, and it would be short sighted oh on a team. Or what you, they're telling me this team ain't near what we thought it was. This oh, is a team here we go! Look, at seven starters and now two. Now really sound like And a we're Cowboy a month fan. into practice, and oh my goodness! Suddenly, that brilliant play call that was waiting to come in for my. My RPO quarterback ain't coming in. And suddenly, I'm not seeing A.J. Brown open on the backside all the time. I'm turning around to hold the ball off to Miles Sanders. <laughs> you know and what? Miles ain't there. <laughs> and what? All I you got what? is a really you fast and a bunch of Georgia kids running around. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, we ain't what we were. You know and we what? need a running back. Or... They're just trying to screw Ursae because Ursae ain't going to let Jonathan Taylor go, knowing full well that this boat is sinking. And without him, I got Anthony Richardson, they, and I'm going to get killed They if have I don't do
4: this. They 10 picks in 2024, and they have a first-round pick. In 2024, this is the first time the Eagles enter the draft with only one pick in the top round since 2021. See, so, normally, they, they don't had have more, it. No, they have a first-round 2024 pick. They don't have multiple first-round picks, but they have a first-round pick, and they have 10 total. So, they do have the picks. So, be
3: very scared. Be very scared, Cowboy fan. What's your percentage? Of the uh, Eagles? Yeah, what do, you, what do you think the chances of, of them actually landing? <sighs>
4: when I hear most aggressive, I'll say... And this is high to me because these things, it, it takes so much to go into it. I say 30%. Wow,
3: that is high. I, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a Colt. I think he's going to go out and shop around, and the Colts are going to pay him the best deal he got. I think that they nah, they look man. at this.
4: Jim Ursay is, is, is an emotional cat. Mm-hmm. He's an emotional cat. Keep in mind, he, he said some bad things about Peyton Manning on his way out, and we know what Peyton Manning meant
3: to the Colts, and he threw him under the bus. So who the hell is Jonathan Taylor? I think he's going to be a Colt. I, 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 another reason is, why would I make a deal? when you, If you don't sign him, he's going to be around anyway. I can get him next year for nothing. Can you? Well, he ain't going to take it. He's not going to take a franchise tag. Eventually, you're going to let him go. You've already let him shop. So, if you're already letting him go and he can't find a deal, he ain't coming back to me. I, he ain't going back to the Colts. I'll get him, however. Why get him now? Unless, of course, it is what we're because talking about. Six, they are all in. Well there's the you have
4: fear. when you have six teams vying for them, nobody wants to roll those dice, so I know my hey the the two teams that I thought about were the Panthers and the bears. the Panthers I haven't been on this list, but the bears are on this list, and the bears have the money, and the bears have a young quarterback they need to protect. I hope that's where he goes, but for my be, for, but for my no. show for my for my content. I want him to be it an eagle. It should be a bear. I want him to be an eagle. He so. needs
3: <laughs> to be a Chicago oh, Bear. Oh, with he, Justin Fields? Oh, yeah. I'd that, love that. That feels natural. That yes. feels like the next piece of what would now, be growing. Now,
4: I, now that you sound, would work. Now you're talking to me, Rob. Now you're talking to them. Because goos- they got I'm nothing I'm getting goosebumps else. on the back of my neck.
3: And They should be talking, and they are listed amongst those six that are actually talking yes. to them. So if the Bears have any kind of oomph, I would make that deal. And the Colts, they can get out from underneath it. I just don't think the Colts would want to get out from underneath it. I think they're trying to prove to Stewart or to Taylor, look, man, the market ain't what you think it is. <laughs> so go find out and bring me a signed copy of what the offer is, and we'll right. pay you that. I, I, I get the sense that's where they're going, because they're too stupid to go ahead and negotiate. It's just like,
4: deals. you know, I, I go back to what. Marcus Spears said yesterday like the 49ers didn't need McCaffrey but it was a great pickup and I think that's where the Eagles are like yeah we got some running backs but they're none of them are Jonathan Taylor San Francisco last year we got some running backs but none of them are McCaffrey well let's Debo. make it happen <laughs> yeah that Debo let's make it happen
3: to a tongue of, of yeah uh, easy for you to say it is easy I think to if say. you ask just what is your opinion of Tua Tungavailoa. I think he's a really, really nice guy an and a good quarterback. uh you know, the aloha mentality. Right. I mean, just a, a good dude all the way around and has been – and finally last year proved the doubters wrong. Kind of. If given the opportunity, he is not just an NFL quarterback, but a very good NFL quarterback. Can run a system, and he did when he was healthy. And his coach is really good at calling plays. Now, well, I mean, we can for whatever reason, I think he proved to everybody, there's no more doubters on Tua. If you can stay healthy, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Can we say that? Unless he's out of shape and fat and well, looks like a stripper in Atlanta. So that's the healthy part, right? Ryan Clark is picking fights with <laughs> Tua Tungabailoa. Let's start with the questions regarding Tua's uh, weight, <laughs> and Ryan. we'll go from there.
0: I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, what you he tally? wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. <laughs> he wow. I bet you that. <laughs> Come on, He, he, he
3: wasn't been. with me he, shooting
0: hey, the gym. He might have spent
3: a lot of time in the tattoo <laughs>
0: parlor. He was not at the dinner oh. table eating what the nutritionist had advised. Oh, my. Hmm. He looks happy. So <laughs> okay. He is thick. He's yeah, thick. Yeah, he's built like thick. a girl working at Onyx in Atlanta right now on the bottom. <laughs>
3: Come on now. Uh, so get to wow. the show. So Ryan
4: Clark, what what podcast is he on? I well, the, this honest. wasn't on the this wasn't on the Pivot. I think this might have actually been on. So NFL. this was NFL this Live. Was on ESPN. He compared yeah. Tua to
3: a stripper at Onyx in Atlanta. They thick. Have you been to Onyx in Houston?
4: Ah, uh, no. So my bachelor party memories just popped up, and Onyx in Houston has a lot of tours good times in onyx a and houston.
3: lot a lot of lot of thick uh, what i remember what i remember
4: onyx and houston a was of, a good
3: time a lot of sam well tua begs to differ now keep in mind that the, the storyline for tua in the offseason is he's been learning jujitsu to learn how to fall to roll and not let his head hit and every time he's gotten sacked in the preseason we're checking we're watching video to see <laughs> if he's stopping dropping and rolling and it seems like so far his uh jujitsu has Why worked. Is that out.
4: the one thing that stuck with us from school <laughs> stop dropping, roll I know.
3: like that's the
4: only thing at I remember point, from school is stop, drop,
3: and roll. I was very worried in, in elementary school that at some point I was going to be on fire and, <laughs> yeah. or I was going to fall into quicksand, and neither one of them has ever happened. Ever. I've never run upon not quicksand, and I've never had to stop, drop, and roll. But Tua has had to, and if he's stopping, dropping, and rolling, and he's a little bit thicker, keep it to yourself. This is what Tua had to say.
6: I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the off season. Um and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time, but – I mean, it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle? Like, not to some extent. Like, I I wanted to, you know, I want it to be a little lighter. There's, I know. There's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say.
4: Damn. <laughs> Tua, Who you got, Rob? Tua a, seems a little testy on in this. In the octagon, Ryan Clark versus Tua. Who you How old is
3: Ryan Clark now? Ryan's probably a little over 40. Ryan probably 40. a little younger than he me. He was a quick course. corner. He wasn't a hitting corner. He was a quick corner. Right? No, he it was a, no, was a safety. safety. Ryan was a safety. He was a quick yeah. safety. A DB. He, he was a ball hawk, quick to the ball. I don't think he ever lit anybody up or plugged up a right. a, a, a fullback dive. But He's 43. 43. Uh, Tua comes in at about 5'9". Got a left hook. Uh, is two of that short. No, two is at least six feet. Dude, I stood. There's there. no I, I way. I say five nine. I stood next to Tua. <laughs> if he's six feet, he had he had uh, boots on. He ain't a big dude, but he's bigger than Ryan Clark. And then there is the Samoan-ness to him. The Samoan. So you
4: giving the Samoans the the benefit of the
3: doubt? All he would have to do to Ryan Clark is step up and it, do like the haka dance. You start throwing down that Samoan <laughs> scary stuff. Ryan so Clark wait, so is running out. up
4: the stairs. You gone. teach me something every day.
3: So can Samoans fight? I, back when I was in college, I, I spent a summer, fight? I spent a summer working at the DFW airport. Okay. It was, it was a terrible job. I worked in the, <laughs> but I worked with a bunch of Sam Owens that were, okay. that had come over from Polynesia, either Hawaii or from, from, from Samoa itself. Got to know, I mean, there are 40 of them, their families all right, Right, there. right, You didn't want to get them mad. <laughs> they would, they, they, they would, they would joke around, but if they ever said they'll work, like if you got a beef, you got a beef with me when you heard that time to go. Sam yeah. Owens, and then they start getting that haka dance face. Yeah, you want to? I'm uh.
4: I look. This is the thing, Rob. I always. It's always weird when these guys go after analysts. I mean, we've seen how many guys have gone after Barkley. You know, uh I guess it's just different when it comes from a player. Like you know, when I tell Micah Parsons, I hope he only have two and a half sacks. He laughs at me. Right. You know what uh, I mean. Uh, what do you know? But now, if Marcus Spears said it. It hits home different. That was well. It was such a professional athlete dig. That yeah. Oh, well, you, you know, call him when you call him a stripper from Atlanta. That is. I think you crossed. The, this, I think Ryan, I think if Ryan could take that back, he would. I wouldn't be shocked if Ryan Clark comes out today and says, "I probably shouldn't have compared him to a stripper in Atlanta." I think he'll take it back, like for real. I
3: think. Like so. I
4: think he went a little too far. Like you can say he's out of shape, and he's, that wasn't professional, and because we we say that all the time about athletes, like we said about Anthony Davis, we said about Luca, Shaq, we could go uh, uh, Albert Haynesworth after he got the hundred million, we could go on down the line of when we've called athletes out of shape, but when you compare them to exotic dancers, I hate the word stripper. I'm, I'm trying to be politically correct in 2023. Exotic they ain't dancers, off. they start with it's when you compare to them to an exotic dancer, that's a that's a, and you played the game. It's too far. It's a little bit too far.
3: <laughs> Look like a but I'm taking Onyx in Atlanta. I'm
4: taking Ryan Clark in the Octagon. Yeah, you are you gonna take? I'm taking like Ryan Clark. A little bit tough. Ryan hangs out with uh, Dana White and
3: Ryan hangs out with the yeah, UFC. That strikes me as the dude that's like, you guys calm down. Yeah, I'm gonna go on home. He, guys. No, he's that guy. Yeah, you guys he is that don't guy. Don't go crazy. He's that guy. He's. I got. I got a. I got a, a uh, a job to go to tomorrow you guys got just to go fight hey we're going to talk Dallas Cowboys coming up on the other side tendencies is the key Mike McCarthy taking over play calling what do we know from his past that will tell us what the Cowboys future will look like we'll look at what he did at uh, Green Bay and behind and figure out what we can see we're talking that and look around the college football landscape as uh, Brett Yormark made me his uh well he's my new personal hero and Jimbo Got the dreaded vote of confidence. Hang on tight. We're talking Cowboys and McCarthy next. You don't want to miss this. You're on R&R, and this is one San Antonio.
0: It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on one San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.
3: Good morning to hey, hey, top of the morning to all. This is R and R in the morning, a small Friday edition. Yes, we're live at the SA Card House. There is activity. As we speak, back they've been playing since we got here about 4 a.m. Still games going on. The kitchen is warming up. The day's sun is up. It's going to be a fine sporting day. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do, and cars to give away. Oh yeah, September 30th. When's your
4: When's your birthday? The fifth.
3: The fifth. Okay. I have you got a fantasy plan. Well, I have a fantasy football draft schedule for oh, the yeah. September the fifth at like what? At like 10:45 at night because the damn TV guys. Because of all those face guys can't get off work just put it on auto draft draft that's what i did when i won before but man i don't think they're ever going to allow me to do that again oh um i did see our draft order i was afraid to open it up we're going to talk to some dallas cowboys real quick because that's what we do we're the home of the dallas cowboys you can check our the next game for which we gave away tickets yesterday on the blitz Uh, it goes off at seven but we start early we start at 6 with your pregame, your, and all brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Mother's Window Tent, Woods Comfort System E-Wall about and the Law Offices of Jesse Hernandez. Uh, Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling. And, you know, it, it's time we started talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? My Lord, I cannot wait for the season oh to start. Oh, my God. There's is so ridiculous. many iterations. But there there are still questions because even after – two preseason games and i don't know how many possessions they've had probably 25 over the last two games do you have any sense of where this offense is going to the top where they've
4: been kind of run the ball kind of won't think they'll be fine man again uh if he cuts down on his turnovers number four they're gonna be fine they're gonna be right in the thick of things they're still a top three team in the nfc now there's some, NFC, there's some haters out there that say, Rudy, that's not saying much. Fair. But they're still
3: one of the best teams in the NFC. The offense, we're told, is new, a new in that the changes have come from knowledge point of view. Where now what receivers and quarterbacks and anybody in the route tree right. has to now understand what everybody else is doing also has to watch film and grade the quarterbacks and understand the quarterback's step count. Well, so there's been this God. this this thing that we thought was always going on this inculcation but the the sense has been that this is going to be a west coast offense that will be that will use the passing game, the edges, what we know the west coast to be guys in space, short crisp passes with downhill threat. Fair. And that's have we gotten that so far in the two preseason games? I felt like we were getting it a little bit in practice, no. but I haven't seen it. No, we haven't got
4: that. Why? Because ha- <laughs> you're dealing with journeyman, uh, offensive linemen, and there's, you can't really go into the playbook like you want to. And I don't think they care to. I think all everything that they've based this whole season around has been the installs during training camp and the few padded practices that they've had. That's when they're getting their work in. Now, again, I'm not – I'm not saying that it's going to be um, all hunky dory to start, Rob. But if, if if Mike McCarthy's telling us the truth and he wanted to keep that with that foundation, then I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be much difference. I don't think it's much for them to learn. And Mike McCarthy said as much. He said, "Look, this core group's been together for three years. They'll be fine."
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, they've been together for three years. Now we have an entire different group calling plays, drawing plays, designing plays. We've got an offensive line that has traveled. Uh, guys play in multiple positions. Injuries on both edges. We had a holdout at guard. Uh, yeah, they've all been around, but I think that we're legitimate in asking questions. This
4: is the first week that they've. he said that we had all five starters on the offensive line. So when you ask me, why haven't we seen what we what we want to see in the regular season? That's the biggest reason, Rob. True. This uh, is the first time this week that all five have been together.
3: This was your – this was our third – your third My training third camp? My third training camp. And every one of them been with McCarthy.
4: All through McCarthy.
3: What – just in general, did you see any difference between them this year over the last yes. couple? Yes.
4: What did you see? More laser focus, a lot um, – I felt like the first two years he was kind of like happy-go-lucky, like, "Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, everything's fine." This year it felt more business-like. It felt like more like of a business trip. Um, attention to detail. Didn't really have time for the games. I kind of feel like I don't think he's feeling the pressure, but I feel like with Kellen Moore gone, I think he kind of knows now, like, "I'm next in line if this don't go right." So it's a much more, uh, much more of a business-minded attitude. This training camp, from what I saw, not a lot of smiles. Those first couple years, he came to the tent. Hey, what's going on, guys? Smiling, gentlemen. laughing, joking. Nah, this year is a little bit more, more buttoned up. He seems, as, I, to as be, you like to say,
3: he seems to be into it. I don't know how to describe it. And Dan Quinn, his defensive coordinator and uh, heir apparent, <laughs> it wow. looks from my, this is a quote from Dan Quinn. It looks from my opinion that he's having a blast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, as a head coach. When you're not a play caller, you're not. You don't really feel like you're earning it. He says, "It seems like he's having a blast." So I've seen that with him—that the energy he has for it. I have felt some happiness and joy for him going out there, and you can see his competitive juices flowing. And I get that sense. I really did. Me this too. guy is really into it. And if we can get that kind of relationship between that—that that Dak and Kellen had, this brothers, right? That it's never going to be that. Dak and Mike McCarthy are never going to be brothers in the sense that Dak and and Kellen were. because Kellen kind of raised Dak. Yeah, those guys spent time on the same side of the fence for a little while. They were both sitting in meetings being coached. So I don't think it'll ever be there. But I do think that Dak has been smart enough to kind of just kind of go with this. I don't know how else to say it. He's I been mean, a pro. Yeah, he's been, he's a pro. been a pro. He's been a pro about so, it, which is what he's supposed to do. He's getting paid to, a lot of money to be a pro. And McCarthy's not going to put him in situations that are going to lead to his failure. It, it, it just isn't going to happen Look, that I,
4: way. I, I saw Michael Jordan win scoring titles, rookie of the year, be the most famous player in the world, and Phil Jackson come in and tell him, You can't play that way anymore. If we're going to win, you have to change your style to this. Sometimes. You, know, you see what I'm saying? And. And this was again. This is about seven years into Michael's career, right? We're seven, eight years into Michael's career. Far be it to relax, Dak uh, haters. Don't run off the road. I'm not comparing him to him. Michael Jordan. Well, they're the what same I'm, age. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if he can have his game adjusted, Dak can too. Now, do these adjustments? I'm not saying Dak needs a, uh, you know, a total 180. But he does need to be, and he's admitted he needs to be reeled in bit and, you know, learn to live to fight another day. I don't always have to make the heroic throw. I don't always have to do it. I can punt and I have a historic defense backing me up. So I think it just needs a slight adjustment. You know when you go to a chiropractor, what do they call it? They call it adjustment. I, I went and got
3: an adjustment. Mike coming in and calling the plays is going to be Dak's adjustment. McCarthy's Packers, when he was coaching Damn, and calling plays, Called runs on just 31 percent of the plays in the final three seasons, the lowest in the NFL from 2016 to 18. Now this is a coach that not only told us as head coach, but also as offensive coordinator, that the intent is to run the ball. Now we get stuck on that, and we've been stuck on that from the moment he told us that in his exit interview. That you know what we are going to focus. That was March 1st, and we won't let it go. Running the ball. Now 31 percent ain't focused on running the ball. <laughs> And it rings hollow when you ran the ball six most times in the league last year. And the Cowboys ran them by design 45% of the time. And you're going to tell me that you're going to up that? No, that's not what he meant. And I think we need to get around it. He didn't lie to us. I think you have said it correctly over and over. The running game will be much more appropriate. It'll be appropriate and it'll be called at
4: different times. Again, second and one or second and short is a great time to take a chance. I get that. I've watched football my whole life. But there's that the that, that second interception to Fred Warner when his second and You got full control of that game, and Tony Pollard's playing his butt off, and you're throwing the ball. Those are the type of throws I think that drove – those are the type of play calls that drove Mike crazy. It's not that you weren't running the ball. It's just like pick your spots better, Kellen. And he wasn't. And, you know, Mike said, like, look, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired on my terms. Like, I can live with a mistake if I did it. What I can't live with is if – I put it in your hands, and not let, and then I'm, in, I'm the one that's going to get in trouble. It's like kind of like LeBron. LeBron's been through that. LeBron's like, dude, y'all aren't going to get talked about on TV all day tomorrow. I am. So we're going to go down how I want us to go down. And I think that's what Mike McCarthy got to. Because remember, when he got play calling snatched in Green Bay, and then he took it back over, he vowed at that moment, and this is in that piece, that he would never relinquish play calling duties again. But to get back in the league, and that was part of Jerry's terms. Like, hey, I'm a, I, want, I want you, but we're going to have Kellen Moore. He relinquished it reluctantly, <laughs> gave it three years, and now has gotten back into where he always wanted to be.
3: In about 45 minutes, you want to be where you are, or at least near a device. I've got Luke Combs tickets. It is a hot ticket Thursday, and these are hard to come by. You want to get a couple of tickets to go see Luke Combs very soon. You're going to need to be here. Uh, just after the top of the hour, we're going to look around the uh, the NFL in general, figure out what's going on in San Francisco. Who wants a Trey Lance because it seems he's available, and who's chasing Jonathan Stewart. We're going to talk that. Uh, but first, uh, I want to get into what went down in Lubbock yesterday. I have a brand-new hero. His name is Brett Yormark. He rode his <laughs> tractor to the Texas <laughs> Tech uh, Alumni Association and told some truth. We'll get there next. Brett Yormark took over the Big 12 a couple of years ago in a time of a remarkable transition. And I think by every measure given what he was given to work with yeah. is as good a commissioner as there is uh, and we can talk right about now, the big sure. 10 we can talk about the sec but That's what autopilot yeah. sec's autopilot and big 10 they've gone through transition the guy that built the big 10 just left to go run the bears so they're trying to find somebody new but what your mark managed to do coming from an industry not even a, a close to football right. now he put on events he's a marketing genius and is this is. is key well he was up in uh, lubbock talking to those uh, red raider alum types and he had something to say and a side-high uh, kind of look at Texas as their end to the Big 12 is imminent.
0: In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? <laughs> and, Coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year.
3: A lot of people took care of business against them the uh, last couple of <laughs> years. Ah, there's a little dig. Uh, your Don't mark, that. Um, the, the the idea that you're kicking him on the way out, and he acted like, and I believe him, they were happy for them to go. Texas and OU, they did get him out early, and it opened the door to things that would not have been available to him by saying goodbye and good riddance. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to go and get
4: Arizona, and Arizona stayed and. Uh, you know, Houston and Cincinnati and BYU. So, Brett, look, Brett, your mark. And, that, again, I got to give whoever hired him, I got to give them their credit. Like, let's go and get somebody that's going to understand what we're looking for at this time. Like, what? how can we stay relevant? How can we stay in the public eye? Brett, he's, again, I'm not going to say he's batting 1,000. Nobody bats 1,000. But, hell, he's batting 400. He's doing a hell of a job,
3: man. Now, we watched the California schools, Stanford and Cal, get left behind they're as begging team they're begging conferences to take them and we talked yesterday about they stanford in particular mm-hmm. oh, uh, yes. was in a situation and smu too as private schools they have a massive endowment and as they're desperate to find a conference to play in There was some discussion that they might be willing to forego some or all of the revenue that you get for being in in a conference like Mm -hmm. the ACC and just exist under the current TV contract under the endowment that they have. They would just pay for a lot of the stuff that TV would have paid for for the other conferences. Well, that uh, I'm not sure how much that was going to weigh into it, and I'm not sure how many board of regents would vote for that. But on the heels of that, it does appear that the heat is kind of picking up with the uh, Stanford and Cal and SMU joining the ACC that, the decisions, uh, as they let the deadline uh, pass two weeks ago for the ACC schools to announce that they wanted to even chase to leave. Nobody announced. Clemson didn't say they were leaving. Florida State both had maybe kind of been wavering as to whether they were going to stay or go. But at least as it appears now, they're staying with that firm ground. It appears that Stanford, Cal, and SMU might be imminent to join. Uh, Why did SMU enter the chat?
4: I'm confused on that i am not saying that they don't deserve it. I'm just wondering how did they
3: enter this chat room. I think they announced that they're looking to leave where okay. they are. I think okay, they've got you. This is a forty year chase to return to relevance i mean this is they have never come back from the uh death penalty, and this is an opportunity for them to buy their way back in and mm-hmm. I think that they saw this, and you know they they haven't had the best the last couple of years. They lost a head coach that went well, off when and played for, left. Na- yeah. played for a national championship. But I do believe that this is going to happen. I, I I can't imagine which it. Which part? Which part? All three are going to be part of the ACC. I think all three of them. If they have already announced that, look, we might be willing to take less. The ACC also stands to earn over $70 million in additional revenue from ESPN by adding these three schools and the money that kicks in automatically due to the pro rata increases agreed to by the network's contract. So ESPN makes more money. The conference makes more money. And it appears that Stanford and Cal and SMU are at least kind of willing to foot the bill on their own. This is going to happen. What are you talking about? because they are absolutely desperate to get there. Well, I
4: think this whole Pac-12 shakeup, Rob, we, we also got to remember, um, yesterday was the Alamo Bowl luncheon. Yep. Derek Fox spoke, and uh, the big a couple of the big questions is, Rob, okay, well, the Alamo Bowl, can it possibly become a part of the CFP? And also, what happens now that the Pac-12 has died? I think that's a fair question. As far only because it concerns us. Well, they don't have anybody to
3: play. Yeah, that's. I right. mean, they're gonna have to read the contract. Edward, you got
4: Derek Fox or uh, the Derek Fox two on well, what? would happen is since the Pac twelve is died,
3: the idea of San Antonio hosting a playoff game would be extraordinary. That would be fire.
7: Two conferences we've never officially been involved with, SEC, but obviously some members now that they're joining them will be affiliated with in the future. We'll see. Uh, and also the ACC. So the one conference that kind of started realignment a number of years ago hasn't expanded yet, but could. Um, so we'll take a look and see. Uh, but I think when you look at it, at, at the matchups we've had, you look at, you know, the, again, the Destination City, the best title sponsor in the business, and not a bad recruiting footprint as well. It's a great situation
4: to be in.
3: I, I agree yeah. with Derek. I think that the, if, if – it's a great situation to be in. Is that spin as the as the face? Well, because or we're suddenly available without affiliation. So suddenly we have a tremendous. And we're power. already a great bowl. We're a great bowl. We have hotels we where a place people want to be in December and January, and we don't have an ongoing affiliation with a Pac-12. He can go right now and piece this together with whatever conference he wants to, or can go start talking to the NCA themselves, the 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 the, the bowlist group, the FBS yeah, yeah, yeah. group, and turn this into a potential playoff bowl. We're going to have enough of them in two years to where we don't maybe need an affiliation. We just need to be in the playoff, and we know we're hosting round one of the football playoff. This is what I'll say. We're
4: good enough for the final four. (laughs) We're good enough for the college football playoff or the title game, Rob, just because of locale.
3: Well, the one issue we are going to run into is they're going to give us a hotel count. They're going to want to know the number of hotel rooms available for the Alamo Dome. And that's always been kind of an issue when we talked about the Super Bowl and the Big bowls. Now, the final four is one thing, but it is in the draw right. that a right, playoff right. game you. will be. So, we're going to have to represent that we have enough hotel rooms to host all these people that are coming for what will be a game much like a conference championship game in the NFL, yeah. which will acquire thousands and thousands of hotel rooms for the, the you know Halloween match. Great that point. Great so, point. that doesn't mean they can't. I just think that they are in a great position to bring that in because our Alamo Dome, they keep making it prettier. I mean, they keep adding on to it. I mean, every year we're putting more Getting more B- screens in did, it. Giving a BBL. Well, I'm just I'm telling you the truth. I mean, the last time I was in there, there were new TV screens. Uh, there, you know, I mean, it's still a 30-year-old building. Let's yeah, not no, it is. But yeah, I, sure. I think that they've continued to show the investment, and with that investment, I do think the NCAA well, will, should consider them at the very least as an early bowl, as an early playoff bowl
4: team. And what did Derek Fox say about us being a title town, a title destination? Excuse me. Sorry, it. The beauty of it is, you know, we got a lot of excitement
7: going on from that perspective. This year, we got a great history and tradition of what's gone on with the Bolero Alamo Bowl, and the people who support us every year have been fantastic. That allows us to currently be right at the top bowl outside the CFP. As we go forward, we want to be at least there, maybe higher if we can. So we're going to keep the lines of communication open with everybody. Really in 26 and beyond, as we'll have a chance to potentially be a New Year's 6 bowl, if you will, or a potential future national championship host sites.
4: Uh, you I'll take there? a New Year Six. Yes. I, I, I don't even need the playoff. Now that I think about it, Rob, I mean, that would be in a perfect world, yes. But a New Year Six, let me get that. Let me get that. I'll take that over the Alamo Bowl. And first of all, ask ESPN about the Alamo Well, doesn't
3: Bowl. the New Year Six, isn't it playoff games?
4: Well, we've expanded to 12 in 2024, so I'm not the sure. The New year Six will be playoff games.
3: They're, you think uh, the teams playing on New Year's Day are not going to be in the playoff? Well, why would we care? I don't want those teams. I want to be in the playoff. Well, first of all.
4: How you gonna say you don't care when we were already getting the third seed from the twelve? No, what I'm saying
3: is, I mean, it's still better than New Year's Day. Well, no, what I'm saying is, if if New Year's Day does not involve playoff teams, why would I want that? We're just playing the Alamo Bowl on a different day. I want. Contenders, And I think that's where – I think Derek Fox is talking about that. We want to be in the playoff. And that might not have anything to do with conference affiliations. It's just we are now round one or round two of the playoffs. And if you get voted there, you're coming to San Antonio where we don't make a deal with the – Whatever the ACC or the Big Ten of the SEC are, we just get round two of the playoffs or right. in a rotating way. I would be I much you. happier with that. I want to know that they're coming through or will eventually end right here in the city where we have offered t- yeah, championship trophies before. When you talk about, you know, Jerry World holding 100,000, versus
4: us holding 65. That's there in lies yeah, the rub. That's so, 40,000 tickets less than we, we, they would sell at Jerry World. But an early round I think is appropriate. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take, a uh, what? The twelve, well, because the first what two are going to have buys. so I'll take a twelve seed and a three seed.
3: Well, all, you know the Rose Bowl, whatever Cotton Bowl, all yeah. those New Year's Day bowls—they're hosting playoffs. They're hosting. Yeah. We can call it whatever we want, right? And they might walk away with a trophy, but the fact of the matter is, it's just a playoff game, and that's where we want to be. And that's and so, still
4: better. That's still an upgrade.
3: Derek, go do your job, man. This is the you. This is when there's blood on the land by the street. You know what I mean? You. This is the chance. Man, it brother. is. It is available right now for us to really get in there because. The Alamo Bowl has consistently offered a product that the NCAA cannot turn away from. Agreed. The the, the matchups have been extraordinary, and you could argue, well, they didn't make that up. Yes, they did. Derek Fox and that crew picked those matchups. They, they they fit on television well, and the city shows well. It's a good view for those that are watching large. So I think this is huge news. And I, Man, I hate I missed that yesterday. I know. I well, hate. I
4: – well. I, no, I wasn't even on the email list. I oh, know we could have gone. Oh. No, we we could have. I, I mean, saw
3: Jason and Minix and Morgan went. They went down and and got to see all that. But I I didn't get a chance Jason to pick just the went field to have goals. Some brisket, yeah. Uh, I wonder what. I guess the odds-on choice to win the Big Twelve was Texas. I can't imagine anybody no, else. Came it, in there. They better win it. And our good friend Dusty uh, was in town giving a speech and getting, talking to him. Dusty Dvorak. Oh, old, shout out to old, Dusty, the old OU type. Uh, well, I
4: think you. Let, I interviewed him with you and. Uh, new York. Army Navy, yeah, that was New York, yeah, Army yeah. Navy type. Right.
3: Um, hey, coming back, we got a lot of NFL talk. We're going to hear from a variety of players. It was announced yesterday that D-Ware is headed into the uh, Ring of Honor. Somebody with a double J is not. We're going to look very closely at that. We're going to look at what Mike McCarthy's trends have been and what we can expect from this brand new offense. And uh, your calls. We're live at the uh, S.A. Card House. Come out and see us. The The chef is in the building. I can smell the stove picking up it. as we're just an hour away from a fine breakfast. You should come have breakfast with us and, and become a member. Play some cards today. Get yourself in the running for these two beautiful vehicles that you can win, not by winning, but just by playing. Log the hours. you got to play to get the pay. And, and you don't need to be a member if you
4: want to just come have a drink or have some food. But if you want to play a little bit. Sign up for a lifetime membership. Costs you pretty
3: much nothing. This is R You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0, 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up.
1: Wake me up. Oh, wake me up.
2: Wake
0: up. Rob Thompson. Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the, oh. oh. the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win! How else would you settle this game? How
5: about this guy? Begin each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star.
3: Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a small Friday edition, a big Thursday as we are sitting comfortably live <laughs> at the SA House. <laughs> it's a big Thursday. I like that. Small Friday, big Thursday, whatever you want to call it. It just got bigger as uh, I can smell the... Uh, the kitchen warming up is. Uh, we're getting ready to have us a fine breakfast at Foster's Bar and Grill, which is just part of the SA Card House. You know SA Card House when you drive by it here at 281 and Bitters by the beautiful vehicles parked outside the front door that say "Win Me," not Me.
4: Win me, win me. But you got to play to get to pay over two hundred seventy thousand in prizes all the way up through September 30th. Who celebrates their six-year anniversary by giving away two hundred seventy thousand in cash and prizes? SA Card House the Premier Card House in San Antonio used to be I remember, you remember this building? It used right? to be a Luby's baby. It used to be a Luby's but they made it. It's nice though. It's really nice what they've done with the place.
3: Yeah, there, I, we'll be we'll do better than the Luan. I'm expecting a fine <laughs> breakfast. My wife went down to a reunion a couple of days a couple of weekends back and uh, went to the Luby's down on the south side. Does uh, she have the fish? Absolutely she has the have fish. The you gotta, fish. gotta have the fish.
4: But see, I can't I can't do nothing with that half fish. Even even skinny Rudy, I need more than that little half fish. Now
3: that, that Luann is made for Luann and not R T or R J. The uh The Ring of Honor has a unique place in the sporting world. Especially for cowboy fans. There are some that would say the Ring of Honor is a higher honor i
4: I think it is then it's harder i
3: don't know if it's a higher honor rob but it's harder to get in. it is certainly harder to get in than this now i was now we it was announced yesterday that uh uh jerry's gonna let demarcus Ware, the latest uh to enter the ring of honor Uh, what if? and it does seem in the grand scheme of things uh, it it's not fast it's not slow, but, I mean, it's about time. He's been out, and he got into the Hall of Fame. He's done his five years, and he's in. Well, can I argue that the reason that Ware is going in so quickly is because Jerry wants to make sure that he gets witten in just as fast?
4: Ooh. I, think, I think the reason why you are getting DeMarcus in so fast is because, one, he's, he's earned
3: it, but, two, you need somebody in there with a ring. <laughs> it's been a while. There is certainly some value to that, even if it's not his or not a cowboy ring. Him going in is a slap. It is. It's a slap in the face to Jimmy Johnson. One more time, one more (laughs) knife in the ribs, one more punch in the nuts. This is a kick directly to Jimmy again. Now, we talked to him in Oxnard. We we have it. We have it. So you was it you asked him? We asked, asked the question him. because when he sat down the day before, the question had been asked again about the Hall of Fame and when is Jimmy going to go in. So this is what Jerry had to say to us just a little over a month ago.
2: Well, it's really uh, nothing new. No, it's not. Uh, but- at all. And uh, candidly, uh, I'm going to go back to when the man who started the Ring of Honor coached me up on how to handle the Ring of Honor. He said, don't have any committees. Don't have any, uh, uh, organized input. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it from all the people that are on the, that are in the Ring of Honor, from all the players that played. Uh, you'll get it from about all the coaches. You'll get that. But don't have an organized or a timing way to decide when someone's going in the Ring of Honor. He said, first of all, if you'll do it that way, there will be more mentions and more recognition of what they have been about for the Cowboys before they go in than after they go in. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not about any one. That's just a fact. There's more discussion. There's more discussion about a Hall of Famer uh in the nfl before they go in and debate and the discussion of what they did then after they go in so if you really want to do the best thing for the ring of honor and get it the most recognition and make it the most honorable in sports keep a very narrow group don't do it very often and do it in a way that causes it to get a lot of uh, discussion
3: Okay. well, Uh, before we say anything, I think he gave us a better answer than he gave yesterday. uh, But I do want uh, before we say anything, let's reflect on what he just said. He said, don't have a committee. Do it yourself. You're going to get enough advice. (laughs) You're going to get it from everybody, players, coaches, everybody going to tell you who needs to be in there. But more importantly than that, don't do it very often. Mm -hmm. Okay. now, and also when you don't do it very often. It allows you to put the spotlight on this player, and at the same time, it elevates your brand. That's what he just said. That's what he said to us a month ago. This is what he had to say yesterday about DeMarcus going in.
2: With uh, the Hall of Fame and the recognition that uh, goes with that or the attention that goes with that, this is Demarcus's year. This is his year. And the Cowboys want to, in any way we can, be a part of this year. And uh, uh, this is as much, let me tell you something, the Dallas Cowboys are are as grateful and benefiting from him being in the Ring of Honor as he feels about being in the Ring of Honor. This is great for the Dallas Cowboys and our fans. And um, I say that unabashedly. If we can add anybody else to it that has the makeup that we're talking about right here, then that would really be special for the Ring of Honor. I emphasize player. I emphasize ambassador. I emphasize future. And more importantly, I emphasize the
4: person. Look, man, going back to what he said to us, Rob, when he goes on and on about, like, hey, well, don't let anybody tell you don't have a committee, that I think kind of proves me right, and I'm not right often, but it kind of proves me right that the more we tell everybody, the more we tell Jerry to put him in, the less
3: likely Jimmy's getting in. He doesn't want. That's why he don't have a committee. Uh, I, I take it a different way, man. How do you I, take I, it? After I listened to that, he talked about what the Ring of Honor to him is. It's an opportunity to highlight his brand. It's an opportunity. No, for it him, is. To for to sure. I like his, I agree with that. his player. Don't do it very often so that when you do do it, everybody pays attention, not only to the player who has justly earned it, but to the ring of honor and right. the aura that is the hardest thing to get in sports. So when you use it, make sure you use it appropriately. Right. He is keeping Jimmy Johnson in his back pocket. Whenever they hit the bottom, or whenever he has reached a point where I have got to yeah. get myself in the news in a positive light, I right. will always have this card in my back pocket that is Jimmy Johnson. That I can pull myself out of the fire. I can be told that you shouldn't have penned Dak. You overpaid this. This guy got in trouble. Whatever it might be, I can salvage it one last time with the card that gets him in. I think that made me think more likely that he will get in for sure uh, sooner than – well, not sooner than later, but he he is going to get in because he he uses this. This is all about product placement and
4: enhancement, and that's what he uses it for. If that was the case then Rob (laughs) – he could have put him in during the, the Chan Gailey days. Sh- I think he probably <laughs> should have. In saying? hindsight, he's like, you know what? When it was that bad, I probably should have done I it should then. should have did it then. But I think uh, eventually he'll get in. But the question I asked you in, in hour one, Rob, was where are the triplets? That where is the tri- such a question. Where right? are the triplets? Why are, Again, and I know they've talked to Jerry behind closed doors. I just feel like, and I'm sure I can find some quotes from all three of the triplets where they were vowing for Jimmy to get in. But I needed to be as loud as Emmett is on Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore's play calling. When Kellen Moore's calling a bad play, Emmett Smith goes live in a cigar smoke filled room, drinking his Eda Duda tequila, mm-hmm. and he's screaming at the camera. Why isn't there, why isn't there anybody screaming at the camera? You know, Michael Irvin, when he gets on first take and he's sweating. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs with Stephen A. Where's the video of Michael Irvin sweating and screaming at the top of his lungs for Jimmy Johnson to get in? I saw Troy Aikman cry on national television when Jimmy got the knock on the door. Where's the video of Troy Aikman yelling at the top of his lungs to get Jimmy in? Like, y'all went to battle together. Y'all became infamous, bigger than, larger than life together. Bless you. Where Where are the triplets? Why does Rob and Rudy and Jason and Joe and Pledger care more about Jimmy Johnson getting in than they do? That's an issue
3: to me. I'm looking at an article that RJ O'Troy of Blogging the Boys wrote back in 2020. 2020, COVID. And it was about, you know, Jimmy Johnson becoming a Hall of Famer and how important it was for him to go in and why Jerry hadn't let him in. Okay. And it's basically reflecting on you. Uh, on what you're saying, that nobody's going to tell me when to put <laughs> it in. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, I think that's what it is. I like, think, y'all stop telling me and I'll do it. Even two years ago, I think he was like, you know what, he's going to go in, leave me alone. Right. Like my wife, if, you, if she
4: continues to tell me to clean the garage, I'm not going to do it. Once she leaves me alone about it, I'll do it. It's
3: principle. Because once it's done, it's done. (laughs) You know what I mean? Once it's done, you can't go back. We can't go back and celebrate next year, the day you went into the Hall of Fame. Once it's done, that card is played. And I think Jerry is saving it for right after the next Super Bowl so he can go in and let Jimmy in saying, I won one without you and without Barry and all those guys you went and got. I finally did it. I'm going to... I'm gonna let you stand beside me because now, in my eyes, we're finally equal in that competition that only you and I understand. Right. Th- that only he and Jimmy have
4: is a. Uh, Should Darren Woodson be in there?
3: Safeties don't belong anywhere in any kind of a, <laughs> wait, any kind of know, Hall of you don't, Fame or no, Honor. You safeties, don't. I'm Ed, Ed Reed and uh, the problem is Malo Malo. the the mentality for the safety is just now changing. But up until three, four, but five years ago, he's in there. He's in
4: the Ring of Honor. I'm shocked at
3: that. Darren Woodson. The idea of, yeah, he got in fast. A lot of people think he should be a Hall of Famer as well. Uh, I, that's what I'm talking about with that. We didn't pay attention to safeties up until about four years ago. We, we really didn't. That was the last position we Only thought Only for of. me
4: because Ed Reed's my favorite player of all time. So that's when it was for me. And then Troy Palamalu.
3: But if you're a Cowboy fan of my age, you grew you didn't up. Give a damn. No, you a Cliff Harris. Oh gosh. Gotcha. I mean, we knew the value of a safety, so I think we've always looked at it in a very different light because our teams when they were great, Cliff Harris in the early years and Woodson in the later years, we always had that guy that nobody else had. And that, that was the I right. firmly believe that great teams have safeties. Yeah. Good teams have decent safeties. Great ones have guys that they can rely on. So that's a valid point. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely valid point we got some college football to talk about in just a bit. We're going to head that direction as well. We do not have. Where do we sit? Where do we, sit? We, we sit with a Ring of Honor entrant in DeMarcus Ware, who obviously by every measure deserves he's in. it. He's in. You know, this five-year limit for the Hall of Fame, we know he's coming, and we know Jason Witten will be in the Hall of Fame in, three, in the Ring of Honor in three years. He will be here. Yeah. It, it is a foregone conclusion. As far as the ring itself, anybody on the team right now? Zach. Zach will be in. Tyron. Um,
4: depends on – I mean, I, I'm not going to – i don't Micah, not keep, yet. Micah, not yet. I can't give Micah yet. Uh, right now, that's it. Zach and, Zach and Tyron. What about Travis Frederick? You think that he's imminent? I, <laughs>
3: yes. But later. Would you put Zeke in? Man, I was going to say, I think of all the, the candidates, he's probably the most likely, though probably the least worthy. Is, does nine ever get in? Oh, I don't think so.
4: You wouldn't put Tony Romo in the Ring of Honor, Rob? I,
3: I think when Tony goes in, he's going to be an old man. I think, I think he'll go in as a very what, old man. Uh,
4: um, you know who might put him in? Jerry's grandson. Because they grew up around That's him, what like, I'm saying. I don't think he'll ever get guy. there.
3: But he won't get there while he's working for CBS. I don't think that he'll get in I, because he never delivered. He liked him. There he, was, he was his son. I paid you, you, know but why, you never You know why he delivered. probably won't? Danny White ain't in either. <laughs> They're very much the same. That's such a true statement. Well, Danny,
4: Danny's resume might be a little better as far as, accompli- as, far as um, how far games, they got, yeah. but Romo's numbers were astronomical. Romo's numbers are better than Troy's. Hence. You think Dak gets in if he wins a title?
3: If Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that get in if they put a ring on. I think there's more than the guys, guys you just named. If they do put a ring on it, yeah, I think that we, we could go all the way down to D-Law. I mean, if you put a ring on it. Yeah. Now, you brought up something that I think is worthy of discussion again. For for Jimmy to get in, do you expect Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith ever to pre- present a unified put him in? I would boycott the Cowboys until they put
4: him in. Who, who 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 would boycott him? If I were the triplets, I'd be like, we don't want nothing to do with y'all until y'all put Jimmy in. <laughs> well, like we're, we are disassociating ourselves with the Dallas Cowboys until the Jones family puts
3: Jimmy Johnson in the in the Ring of Honor. I think Troy could afford to do that. Well, Michael could too, but I'll tell you what, Michael's kind of looking for a gig right now. <laughs> well, the last no time from, we saw him, he was it ain't uh, no come from Jerry. Well, it, Mike still does the hype videos pregame. I don't think that's going anywhere. Oh, any. that's right. He is still very much part and parcel inside the Cowboys star, and I think that's why he, in particular, has been very quiet now not that he hadn't said it in the past he's been asking he's all for michael i mean jimmy going in but he has not been the preaching michael he has not been the one standing with a microphone saying put him in or i ain't showing the disservice you know all that you were doing to the team and it's history Mm -hmm. he has never been that Mm -hmm. well he
4: hasn't but now and again i'm having some fun with it when i say the triplets should disassociate themselves but i do need them to be a tad bit louder about their guy like you know come on now
3: hey anybody want to go see luke combs I got tickets right now. If you get your device, listen to this and act appropriately. It's Hot Ticket Thursday.
0: Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN, and you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events.
3: Ninth caller wins. Luke Combs, just around the corner. Get on your device and get yourself going. Uh, James Pledger, a constant listener, constant producer, always tweaking us up, uh, texted that he did say last night that uh, Tony. Tony, Witten, and, and Micah. Were all like, how is Micah already
4: on the Ring of Honor list, dog? I think Jerry was uh, riding the wave. I knew Tony was going to get in. You got to put Tony in, man. Tony was Jerry's, like, godson. If nothing else, I know he didn't win anything. And I know he threw a lot of interceptions, but to put Micah on the, the ring, to put Micah on the list already
3: is a tad to, premature. To put Romo in is putting Bruce Bowen into the into the Raptors. <laughs> it, 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 You're lessening it, man. What? You're lessening If you do just Bro. for all a lot of good guys, you're going to have a room full of good guys. And I'm not trying to. It, it, it is an honor. It is. It, it is a separator. And we just said it is harder to get into the Hall of Fame or the Ring of Honor than the Hall of Fame. I think letting Romo in for eight good years of service, it, it, and there's a lot of guys suddenly get to line up for that. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a nine guy. I
4: love me some Tony Romo. I understand he didn't get it done, but a lot of guys don't. That don't mean that they're not
3: great football players. Right. He was still a great football player. Just didn't get it done. There are just some rooms you don't get a key to. <laughs> you know, you just, for whatever reason, you have not matriculated yeah. to get yourself into it, and it's unfortunate.
4: See, but this, this is what's dumb about it, though. Okay, so, like. Because then you have to you, put, seek if, it If you put in. If you're admitting, yeah, if you're admitting that you're gonna put Romo in, what's the wait? What are we waiting? On? <laughs> All right. Well, Oh, have wait, a group has he even been Has Romo even been retired five years? I don't think so. Uh, he's right there. Yeah, no, he hadn't. He hasn't. No, he has, because he 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 retired the yeah. year after Dak got there, 16. so it's been six years. So, five so years, what is he waiting on?
3: He's waiting on Witten. I think Witten is such a, a, a is a much more of a shoe in than Romo, and that's unfortunate when you think about how they go in. You know what? And Romo's such a
4: divisive topic. That's going to make some people mad when that day happens. Like, he's going to be the only one that gets in, and there's going to be an argument. There's going to be a side (laughs) that says he doesn't deserve
3: it. And you know what? I think that's – And I get that. I get it. even though I'm a Romo guy, I get it. Do you think Jerry understands that and is also holding that card in his hand, waiting for the right time? you got to be – it has to be be perfect timing for Romo to go in. I mean, perfect timing. Yeah, I mean nobody gotta argue when you put Witten in. Nobody's no, we argue when Witten you put be when in. you put Tyron in or whatever Hall of Famer we're gonna put in there. But when you put Romo in, who isn't going into the Hall of Fame, yeah. there's no way he's going in. <laughs> if if Romo gets into the Hall of Fame, then we got a problem. See, Romo getting into the Ring of Honor,
4: I liken to Terrell Davis getting into the Hall of Fame. Now you gotta let damn near every running back in. Exactly. And everybody, like, oh well Terrell Davis had a two thousand season, and he won two rings. Yeah, but he played six years. So now how do you put anybody – how do you keep any running back out that has more yards, more touchdowns, and a ring? Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh – it's, uh, you You may be right, Rob. Maybe Romo waters it down, but I understand why he's putting Romo
3: in. And when you need a little bump, a little bit of higher Q rating, you bring in a guy Tony that's Prescott. 52% percent popular. That is what they are. Hey, how do you define a successful season? What does it mean? Well, there's team goals and there's individual right. goals, and you always want to hear the answer from players that has a mix of both. Well, the question was asked of the two young defensive stars for the Cowboys, Trayvon and Micah, what's a successful season to you? Well if you're here on the other side of the break, you're going to hear that and a whole lot more. As the NFL gumbo is hot, we're looking at the Cowboys and trying to figure out if Jonathan Taylor is going to get him a job, and is he wearing green when he does it? NFL talk coming next. You're on R&R, and this is one San Antonio Sports Star.
0: Score $1,000 cash for Back to School and another $1K for your favorite school or charity. Register to win now at SASportStar.com. Good luck from the Institute for Functional Health and 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up on The Blitz, we're going to visit with the General John McClain. He'll join us at 5 15. Why has C.J. Stroud still not been named the starter for the regular season, Game 1? And we'll talk more about the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. DeMarcus Ware in, Jimmy Johnson not. Why not? Hey, Rob, why you want to hurt my feelings leaving my readers over here? I gave them to you as a gift.
3: Sorry, Joe, I didn't need the Coke bottles. I I can make it with my normal readers, not those laser finders that you have. That's Joe Reinagle, the recent recipient of a uh – uh, he didn't have LASIK. He had another thing with his—I yeah, uh, don't know—retinal, whatever it is. Whatever. He can, he can now see through walls, evidently. Now, yeah. uh, welcome back to R and R. He's Rudy, and I, I'm Rob, and we are comfortably fed. We've been telling you all morning. We're sitting <laughs> live out at the uh, SA Card House, uh, two eighty one in Bitters, and uh, you know you get here early. And we uh, were sitting here in the mornings, and we were right by the kitchen, and we were waiting. And finally, about 45 minutes ago, Chef Wiz kind of walked in very quietly, kind of ducked in, and you could kind of start smelling. Looked a little sleepy. Looked you, a little you, mad that he had to you, be here for you us. You kind of get the a little sense bit mad. that the kitchen was, <laughs> was heating up, that right. the business was about to begin. We'd like to welcome on the show Chef Wiz, the chef de cuisine here at Foster's. And let me tell you, we just had a fine breakfast that is worthy of a stop-by. But as we're finishing our breakfast, we were talking about the special that's coming up over this weekend, and off just sideways, all chef said was, "Oh yeah, we got a uh, 45-day dry-aged Australian Wagyu beef uh, that we're going to have on. Uh, that we're serving tomahawk. our players all weekend long. Big old tomahawk bone. How much?
1: So it is a 32-ounce tomahawk. It's a 45-day dry age. Uh, it's the second time that we've done this now. I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic product.
4: Yeah, I know y'all did the." Uh Y'all did the steak flight once as well. I remember the steak flight. Yeah, the Steak
1: steak Flight was really popular as well. You got four different cuts. It was 20 ounces of meat total. Uh, we did it with a strip, a filet, a ribeye, a sirloin. Uh, so it was uh, the equal cuts of those at five ounces. Served it with a couple sides, a couple of nice dipping sauces, like some Jimmy Cherry stuff. It was nice.
4: Yeah, no, that's the one thing that I do talk a lot about on the radio is the fact that, you know, this isn't just a card house. It's much more than a card house, and you don't have to be the member to come and have dinner, lunch, or breakfast here at Foster's Bar Grill. What would you think, say is the most popular item on the menu uh
1: most popular when item you're on here, the I menu i know you're not here 25 uh, hours a day but so we really do sell a lot of our stir-fry dishes. Uh, oh, yes. People really like our stir-fry. Um, you know, we take a lot of uh, just really traditional routes with our sauces on it, uh, take really good care of our rice. I use uh, a really high-end Japanese rice, so it's a nice mid-grain. It's real soft. Oh, so this it's ain't what just, you would get in, like, a sushi restaurant. Rice. rice. It's not the no, Walmart Minute no, Rice. <laughs> no, 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 not, not using You're any long-grain, no jasmine, nothing like that. It's just no a jasmine, really gotcha. nice jasmine or really nice Japanese rice. Chef Japanese rice.
3: here oh. with uh, – He's the chef de cuisine here at Foster's, and, and isn't it great to control your kitchen? Isn't it great to own, oh, I'm sorry, isn't it great to own your kitchen, to to be able to, you know, put things together in the way that you want it?
1: Uh, it is, to be able to uh, experiment a little bit right. and, you know, have have the audience there to be able to give you the instant feedback, because they like will give you did. the instant feedback on it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean to be able to you know do what you want and hope that your flavor profile is what people really enjoy,
3: and it comes through in your cooking. You can
4: tell the passion when you're describing what you're doing. What are the hours of the kitchen normally for the people that may not play poker, but what do want to take our word for it and come by and have some food? So the the kitchen
1: is open from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Okay, is what the kitchen hours are. Uh, So 11 a.m. and we do full menu all day long. So we're serving breakfast from 11 a.m. to the 1 a.m. If you want to come at 11 o'clock and get some pasta, get so a I nice come steak to the club. Anything. I come
4: back mm-hmm. to the club about midnight and say, well, hey, man, uh, I want some pasta. <laughs> this is a bad move. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Think of what he just said. You can get a, a chef-prepared meal yeah. at 1230 at night. I love that. That is cooked to order by a chef. Uh, you, don't, you don't find that anywhere else. And, oh, by the way, you want to come play some cards and uh, win some money and the possibility of winning some cards by the hour's yeah. play. That's just another reason to come out here. Uh, breakfast is spectacular. If you guys are driving around hungry right now, I highly recommend the pancakes. Fluffy, perfect, uh, uh, all Thank you so much. Chef. What
4: time the, What time the tomahawk get started tomorrow?
1: Uh, so, tomorrow we will be starting the tomahawk right at noon. Okay. Um, noon. Is when we'll be doing it. It'll be going noon to close. Okay. We'll be doing that Friday and Saturday. And, and you table present it too. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. So, we'll be carving it table side for you. So, it's going to come with a uh, starter course. You're going to get a nice uh, side salad to start with. It's going to come with a couple sides. We're also doing a nice dipping sauce with it. Um, and yeah, Damn. we'll be carving that how, table how, side. What's for your you. dipping sauce? What are you going to make with it? Uh, so, we'll be doing a chimichurri. Uh, we've done it up here a couple times. People love the chimichurri that we make. Uh, so, we'll be doing that. Uh, uh, with it but the the meat itself that 45 day dry age just has oh so much God. flavor you brought one out earlier. you know you, you almost you almost don't want it brought it, in it out and yet. i was like you could that's a burger <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna take i'm gonna drill a hole and wear it like a
4: necklace that's i'm gonna a wear it around weapon, dude yeah we
1: have uh, so the last time we did it we have some uh, photos some stuff of it on our instagram at the foster's bar and grill instagram and on there uh, you can see it there's even some videos of me
4: carving at table side so let me ask you this last question if you came to my table and i said i want the tomahawk well but i want it well, well done would, would you, you slap me would no, you make no
1: no no absolutely not i actually had a couple of people do it last time um you know you got to let the them know truth. it, take, it, form it, it form takes it, a little bit longer but when you cook, went back in the back you were mad you were no nice. no yeah you were no you know it uh it it it, <laughs> I, it actually ends up having really good flavor you do the it's not up to the chef um, to decide yeah, yeah. it's
3: up to the table mates to to chastise, like you, it's up to me oh, to tell you okay. what the hell are you doing. It's up to him to cook what you want. <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> but true. if it's for me to go, you, what are you doing? You're losing. <laughs> but for you, yeah, I
1: can see. Yeah, well, I mean, even to get one of those to medium or medium, it's twenty five, thirty minutes almost <gasps> cook what? time on it uh, because it's so thick that I mean, you have to do such a hard sear, and then it gets baked in the oven for about fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes. That's uh, all depending we on the want. temperature. I think, it's, uh, I
3: think I want to come by. You got to yeah. come by the, for the price per pound. There is no better deal in San Antonio. Go check. Just go check and see what 45-day-aged steaks look like at your favorites. Pick one and go see it. You're not going to get a better deal. And the environment's great. It's open till 1. You can play cards. It is indeed the place to come out. Chef, thank you so much. This is not pub grub. It is by yeah. every measure. Thank you so much for coming by. And I'm not kidding, guys. If you're on the road right now, you want to find breakfast, come by and get it. The, the the kitchen is open and will be until 1 a.m. And That hint of cinnamon in the in the pancake. I like the, the hint. The hint. The hint. Just, you see, just, I'm, 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 just,
4: working, on my, I'm just, working on my shit Just a breeze Lingo. of yeah. cinnamon to let you know he was here.
3: <laughs> just He stopped by to say hello. The uh, Dallas Cowboys made front and center news yesterday. Oh. As, uh, man, how many Cowboys talked to the press yesterday? We Seven. Uh, they were uh, everywhere. But the news of the day was twofold. Sam Williams. Oh, Lord. Sam Williams is the next in the long line of Dallas Cowboys who just keeps stepping in crap. Okay, so Sunday – uh, the heir apparent, the next linebacker to play next to Micah, the guy that we know by every measure so far, looks to be not just a player but a star. Uh, on Sunday, pulled over about 4 a.m., going a little fast, 66. But uh, that's 34 miles uh, less 30, than what he was doing so last year. Last, he's last improved adventure. upon it uh, and got caught with a gun. I think uh, we're trying to figure out what exactly he did pen, wrong. And a vape pen. The THC. It's a controlled substance, So it's right. called a controlled substance and a weapons charge in the broadest sense of the word. But the fact of the matter is both of these, depending on where you are driving, whether the, yeah, the DA cares or not, is really not even – they're misdemeanors, both. Yeah,
4: they're both misdemeanors. But people are really cracking down. I know you were telling me about a lawyer buddy of yours, how everybody's cracking down on this whole vape pen thing. I Hell, I went and had to talk to some kids out with uh, your buddy Brandon Medina out at Southwest about them doing vape pens and stuff like that. So people are really cracking down on it. But and rightfully Jerry so. Jones, you have this
3: Edwin, J- this, you, Edwin, this is Jerry, Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Letting you know how much he cares about the recent accusations and right. allegations.
2: I don't anticipate uh, this impacting his time on the field. And I do have all the details and uh, uh, if it in a public record, but I uh, do have all of the details, and uh, 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 there's some lessons to be learned there for everybody. Really, a combi- he hit a he hit the wrong combination of things, and uh, <laughs> uh, we know that some of that wouldn't have been the measure it was or notice it was, but he had another part of it, and we know you had those two together. Well, um, uh, my attorney had to find that out. What was he going 66? Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66. 66. (laughs) So that's improvement.
3: Uh, Jerry talking about his new wayward player in Sam Williams. Now, he has a history. Uh, he was in a car crash a little, almost a year ago back in December. Doing what, 100? Doing 100. There was a crash involved. Uh, when he was back at Ole Miss back in 2020, he was suspended from the team for allegations regarding sexual battery. Uh, those charges were dropped. You could read into that whatever you like. Right. Uh, so here we said he's a three time at least in the law, and I do think that it is worthy of at least attention. I know Jerry's downplaying it because on its own, this individual incident could have happened to any of us. I mean, this—he's doing six miles over the speed limit, or whatever, it whatever might have been. it was right, and whatever it, the case is. But on its own, it's one thing. Right. How
4: about Jerry being so laxadaisical about it? Think
3: of what he's dealt with in the past. This he is did nothing. have a—he had a player. We've had players die in right. car accidents. We've had well, we've had more than one player die, either current or post uh, playing career. We won't even talk about Michael Irvin. We won't even the begin White House. to get into the White House, and we can go to the more recent escapades. We had the linebacker with a scissor. We oh. had Greg Hardy with the drugs, and, uh, and the Greg uh, Hardy couldn't stay off the weed. So man. we had all of that, and Jerry's supposed to be upset with this, dude. <laughs> He was like, what was it last year? Uh, so he's maturing. So <laughs> the, the, the quote, of the, the, the cut about maturing and driving less, it, um, it went a little tone deaf, but I think we get the sense that this ain't that big a deal I, in his I, world.
4: Let's address the garbage disposal that is James Pledger. My guy, <laughs> my guy Pledge. Did he come live, and inhale all that fruit yeah, and leave? My guy Pledge didn't even, you know, like, he lives close. Rob, let me know he lives close. Rob, we're sitting in during the break, and Rob's like, I think that's Pledge's car. And I, like, the park, <laughs> and I was like, nah, that ain't Pledge. And then I see Pledge. When I saw suspenders and dress slacks, I was like, okay, that's Pledge. But, man, my guy is a Hoover vacuum cleaner. There's nobody. I, was he in the military? So what where, where did he
3: learn to eat that fast? You know, he's been living alone for a long time. <laughs> Uh, what happened was, so Chef Wiz shows up yeah. after the break, and he brings platter after platter of breakfast. Right. We have Belgian waffles. We have pancakes. We have the perfectly scrambled French egg, which I grade chefs by their eggs. You do. he did it perfectly. Uh, the bacon was crisp, and there was enough for five people. There's yeah. there's three and a half of us eaters here. Uh <laughs> Jasmine's here. We don't count her as a full eat. She gets. A, she ate a little bit. She leaving the country. She ain't eating. Yeah, she got bathing suit body to eating. keep up with. She's heading to the uh, French the Spanish Riviera. She's yeah. she's not worried about the bacon. She's not bulking di- dirty bulking like we're <laughs> like me. She dude. ain't dirty bulking like we are. James Pledger is a dirty bulker. He heard us on the radio he that the food came out. He we ate a little bit. Pledger pulled in was here for a total of ten minutes and ate
4: enough pe- food for four people. Yeah, he did. That's my guy. I love and and, 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 and the, the, the beauty of it, Rob. Won't gain a pound.
3: No, he'll vibrate <laughs> off like a hummingbird that he is.
4: He and burns two, 3,000 calories in the studio He just walking back that. and forth.
3: That's just a stack of plates over there. I didn't realize <laughs> that he had eaten all, of, all the food and stacked the plates. I am <laughs> impressed.
4: Pledge is something else, man. My guy's a Hoover.
3: So uh, everybody's safe back at the, uh, the studio. He won't be hungry for at least an hour. Oh, no. But keep oh, yeah, your hands some- and feet away from his mouth. because By 1130, he'll be hungry. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny uh <laughs> yesterday in this big scrum uh with Jerry announcing that uh dware uh d law is going in uh, is going in and jimmy's gonna wait right um a couple of of the current Cowboys stars were there and were asked a question regarding, you know, what do you define a successful season as? And certainly, Micah Parsons, above and beyond just uh, playoffs and Super Bowls, is on the precipice of something the Cowboys have not seen in a long, long time. Having one of the best, if not the best, defender in all of football. So the the spotlight on him is great. And certainly, his individual aspirations reach all the way to NFL Player of the Year. Well, he was asked, how do you define, what do you see as a successful season for the Cowboys and himself. This is his answer.
5: Man, I'm coming for you, D ware That's the look. Like.
3: <laughs> you
5: know what I'm saying? Um, when you talk about legendary seasons and, you know, what they accomplished, man, you right there at the top. So um, man, when you came in that one day, man, I drove everything you said, working sure through off season, man, I just wanna, you know, you know, be on your level and succeed you one day. That's it. Oh nice, nice. And you-
3: that's Micah speaking to um, My God. DeMarcus and Who, the crew gathered to honor him going into the Ring of Honor. Dude,
4: Jerry said it's going in. Yeah, Jerry he said, said he's Micah's going in. only
3: played two seasons, and he's already put him in the Ring of Honor. I think he was caught in the wave. I think he was on the <laughs> moment. I, I'd like to hold him to it. Like, you know, when, when we're negotiating this new contract next year, Jerry, remember what you said yesterday. And that's what I want to get to. Great point. Micah's in a tough position Why because is he is worth Every penny that he's going to get, and then some. About 30-something a year. Whatever it is he gets, he's worth that and more. We all know it. But he is also the primary sticking point on the defense. Every offensive coordinator, when they sit down on Sunday night, getting ready for that next Sunday game, the first name that comes out of their mouth is Micah Parsons. We have to stop him, we have to account for him, and we have to go where he ain't. Fair. Fair. He's, so how do you live up to that, and then ask for thirty-eight million dollars when just everything is stacked against you? For us to expect him to have eighteen sacks is nuts.
4: No, I don't. I won't. I won't go that far. But I mean, he did say he did tell us out of his own mouth, Rob, that he's not worried about the actual sack number anymore. He's more worried about his impact, and I think his impact could be if D. Law and Hankins and Dorrance and Mozzie and all those guys get off because he's getting triple teamed, that is impact. I think that's what he's looking for. He has matured as a man and as a player. So, to me, that – the sack number isn't as
3: – I'm looking up the NFL records here. What's, yeah. what? How many – what's the impact <laughs> – how many impacts is that? A, is that a stat? Right, hurries, Is that is hurries? Hurries is a, a stat. Is, that a, is that a stat? Okay, so pressures is so a stat. I'm gonna pay you thirty six and yes. a half million dollars for a fair amount of impact you know and a couple of hurries.
4: See, you, are you are you being Stephen Jones? Uh, Will I be Stephen You, Steve, want, me to, you being, want me to be Mike's agent? I, I'm
3: being the guy that goes. You want me to pay you thirty eight million dollars, but you're putting you're putting numbers up like a twelve million dollar wow. linebacker. You see,
4: this is why the negotiations go bad, because y'all start throwing stuff like that out. And now I'm forced to, now I'm forced to, I feel, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> like, do you think Dorrance Armstrong would have eight sacks if not for Micah Parsons? I'm not, I'm not saying uh, that's what happened. No, I, I happen. agree I'm with saying if that happens, but it's the, a direct reflection because of what Micah's going well, through. Well, guys
3: like me, in October, if he is not having a year, but, you know, the Cowboys are winning. I mean, they cares? Then, the right? defense is legendary. Right. And they're doing everything they're supposed to. But Micah's got three sacks, a couple of impacts or whatever we want to call it. He had a hell of a game, one game against the, you know, the Giants. He stepped out and got three or four sacks. But really, I can't look at a game and go, we wouldn't have won, but for you. And when you're asking for upwards of $40 million, no. you have to be able to, able to answer the question. We won it because no. of
4: you. I'm not going to let him off the hook, Rob, because. Reggie White got doubled and tripled. Aaron Donald gets doubled and tripled. T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Demarcus Ware, Lawrence Taylor, who people are comparing them right. to Derek Thomas, all those guys got double and triple team too. So I ain't gonna let him off the hook like that. I, I have no. I'm not gonna let him off the hook.
3: That and from what we saw in training camp, let's be real here. I know Tyron's older. He was destroying Tyrants. <laughs> but when, In the three days well, that Tyrant was taking it easy. I, we can say whatever we want, but what I witnessed, and we, and we all were watching it under baited, we, we didn't want to talk about it out loud. Right. But there were times when he made Tyron look like the Statue of Liberty. Just gone. Yeah, and there was one yeah, particular did. play with one arm. He lifted Tyron off the ground and planted him on his back with one arm. So we saw that and went, holy crap. Now, is it Tyron lessening? I think he is Tyron, but Tyron's coming. a little
4: older. Tyron's a little bit older.
3: I think, barring injury, Micah will be by the end of the season the primary he might not be the best defensive player in the league but he will know. be considered that
4: if i if i if i was john lynch and you're steven jones hey i'll give you nick bosa for mike
3: parsons right now right now no because Mike, you wouldn't no i wouldn't because i can put micah in more places Ooh. I like that. I Rob. can move I like Micah you around. You threw Not me that, a curve. You threw me a curve. Not because Bosa is isn't better. You he might very curve. well be the prototypical edge. But man, I love the way that I'm going to see Micah nose guard. I'm going to see him out on the left side. Hell, I'm going to see him in coverage. I'm you know I'm just I, I like that piece. But Bosa is the immovable force. Yeah, he is. I, and um,
4: but for Jerry to say he's already in the ring. Tony's in the ring, which I can't wait to talk about that. I think we're going to talk about that a lot. I love the fact that Romo's going to get in because I know
3: how much people hate him. Another reason we and need Whitten, the Cowboys. And deserves to get in too. We but need. if wins going to get in, you got to put Dalton Schultz. in. well, okay. <laughs> we need for this kind of argument to take place. The Cowboys need to be in situations to win Super Bowls. True, you know what I mean. True, true. We true, won't true, even true, begin true, true, to talk true, true. about Tony in the Ring of Honor until Super Bowl champs are now wearing rings. When are they going in? And yeah. that's when the debate will begin. And I don't think that's going to be anytime soon. We're no, just the beginning either. of a full sporting day. News of the day coming around. I, I'm very interested to follow this Philadelphia chase for Jonathan Taylor. I, I think if it does have legs, we're going to find out about it today.
4: Yeah, he's going to be an Eagle, and he's going to torment the Cowboys, and the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl again before the Cowboys. That's what's going to happen
3: uh, tomorrow. We're going to welcome R. J. Ochoa on the show for his internal show. Oh God, getting ready I for. I can't wait to talk to him. The last training camp or the last preseason game on saturday a game you'll catch right here live on san antonio sports star we'll get you going at six but a lot of conversation regarding that tomorrow as we come into the last full weekend of football yeah hey Are come you out ready to, come out to sa card house today get yourself get your membership but get yourself a good lunch because that's what we've done really i got some work to do we'll see you tomorrow